You're in tune to the Fusebox Radio Broadcast. Uh, turn the music up inside my session. These folks gotta hear my message. Bringing balanced black radio to the masses. All right, everybody. One, two, one, two. What's going on? You are now in tune with the syndicated Fusebox Radio Broadcast, bringing the balance back to black radio since 1998, whether it's on your FM dial, internet radio station, favorite website or via the wonderful means of podcasting and all of that you are now in the mix with myself dj fusion and man y'all know we've been in the mix i'm doing a lot of interviews lately with various folks we're getting back into that mode in 2016 and the lady i have on here good lord this makes me feel old we have been i know (laughs) in touch for damn near good lord 15 plus years since yeah, the mp3.com it's gotta be era. a minimum of 15 yes mp3.com era yes and yes, that makes you feel old because there's some teenager who's like what the hell is mp3.com they have <laughs> they're, they're thinking it's like you know just mp3s you know how you can just get mp3s now you know you think about you know how much the industry has changed no you doubt. know since then no doubt no doubt um since mp3.com days a lot of folks mm-hmm. know her for her great work in St. Louis and elevating St. Louis hip-hop. Various folks know her from her writings, <clears throat> excuse me, with The Final Call, um, HandsUpDon'tShoot.com, making a bunch of complacent color types very angry on Facebook. <laughs> and just just uh. so much more, man. Like, um, this is a very accomplished lady. Um, like I said, we've known each other for quite a while, and with the various things that are going on in the United States as of late, especially with the upcoming presidential and congressional elections, um, Black America is in a really, really interesting place, especially since um, the past two plus years with everything that's happened from Trayvon Martin to Michael Brown to all the Mm -hmm. people um, of Black folks and other people of color who have been... um, killed unjustly by the law enforcement system and just a lot of other stuff going on um we've been talking back and forth about really needing to get on there and um talk about some things and my girl b girl here on the line is based in the st louis ferguson missouri area and literally ever since all this stuff started jumping off um we've been in touch and talking about a lot of things and she's been one of those folks who's given us a lot of information on the ground in regard to what was happening over in um, Ferguson, Missouri, and just seeing how things have, I don't want to use the term devolved, but that's all I can think of right now, from how the work was um, with feet on the ground, not just in Ferguson, but all over the United States and the world, Mm -hmm. to now where it seems like people want you to be more complacent within the system, the system, Mm -hmm. as it were. Um... It's a sea change I personally am not for, especially because it exploits the pain all these family members and people in various communities have been through. And with um, B-Girl and my um, private conversations, some of the stuff that's happening, um, we've made the sad joke of we need to be able to pick lottery numbers the way that (laughs) we can pick... um, some of the foolishness that's been going on but um yeah we're gonna definitely get into some stuff and first and foremost let me formally welcome you and if you want to break down a little bit of your history for the people that'd be great 
Um, wow, thanks for having me. Um, I'm sitting here, you know, just listening to you and, 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 you know, do the introduction and it just brings back so many memories. Um, the fact that you brought up mp3.com, it's like, oh my God, you know, uh, you went way, 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 way back. Yeah, I, I got to pull out my arthritis medicine because that made me feel old. Yeah, like, man. You, you, yeah, yeah. You totally showed our ages right there. You know what I'm saying? Um, wow. And then just, you know, everything else that you were talking about, you know, from, from the hands up, don't shoot to, uh, what did you say? Agitating people online? What, 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 what was that? Well, both agitating and aggravating some various peoples. Um, if you okay. Look at some of your pages. Yes. <laughs> you, you're too polite. You're too polite. Um, my background is is just essentially. I mean, for people who don't know, I'm I'm a hip hop head. Um, I launched some of the first uh, hip hop sites online. Um, and when you look at where hip hop has evolved from that point in time, you know, and I, I know you are fully aware of this because you launched you know, one of the first, and, and that definitely has to be the longest hip-hop podcast. Um, just looking at how things have evolved, you know, over the course of, you know, the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's just really, I don't know, man, it's it's just really amazing, you know, when you, just, just to watch it evolve, to watch that evolve, to watch hip-hop evolve, to watch this uh New, well, I'm not going to necessarily say new, I'm going to say reemergence, you know, of social awareness, you know, within the, the younger generation, uh, millennials and, and just knowing how all of these, these pieces of the, of all of these are pieces of a puzzle, you know, with, with where we are today and, and, and what we're trying to do. Um, it's just, it's everything is intertwined. So, uh, yeah, just listening to what you said, those are just the different things that were running through my mind right there. Um, Ferguson. Um, it's, 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 this is probably one of the first times I've really like sat and, and reflected upon it. Really don't get that many opportunities because we're living this all the time. You know, it's in real time for us. You know, we don't, there's no light switch where we can just flip it off and, and, you know, turn it back on, you know, when need be. It's just, it's a continuous cycle. So just even sitting here talking about it, you know, um, it, it makes my heart heavy because I, I can remember sitting in front of my laptop and seeing, you know, this, this image on social media. You know, and at first I thought it was, you know, uh, some Facebook spam or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really pay attention to it, you know. But then, you know, as hours went by, it was in my feed and more people were posting in and more people were talking about it. And, um, you know, I, I, I happened to, like, click on it to see, okay, what is this? And it turned out that it was Michael Brown's body. You know, he had been shot and killed down at Canfield. And, you know, the Ferguson area... You know, St. Louis is, is, is in North County. Um, it's, it's a very, uh, popular section. It's, it's a, it's a main artery that connects the city and the county. It, 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 it goes all the way downtown. It, it, it turns into different streets, 
you know, but it, it starts, you know, downtown and, and, and it goes across the city, um, across the city county line, you know, all the way out to North County and then just beyond. So it's an area that, you know, people go through quite frequently. It's an area that during that point in time, um, it was like playing Russian roulette, like really, um, as soon as you cross the, the city county line, it was on, like from Jennings all the way from Ferguson and, and, and Delwood. It's, it's like you're playing Russian roulette. Are you going to get pulled over? You know, because somebody's getting pulled over. You're going to see a lot of people getting pulled over. A lot of people sitting outside their cars. A lot of people getting arrested. You know, the, the, the lights. So that was kind of the, the atmosphere and environment, you know, when, when Michael Brown and, and, and his friend were walking down the street walking down Canfield and, and Darren Wilson encountered them. Yeah, since I know for me with everything with Ferguson, I, it was definitely hearing about it via social media throughout the day. And knowing the little bit I did know at the time, I knew that very much Missouri were volatile to say the least <laughs> in regard to um race relations. And mm-hmm. I think because we are in this instantaneous social media age and unfortunately being able to encounter good and bad immediately when stuff happens, mm-hmm. the, the rage was palpable, especially since mainstream media took their sweet time mm-hmm. talking about this horrible incident. And you're seeing, at least from my end, um, from where I am currently in the D.C. metro area, I was seeing more information about what happened with Michael Brown and Ferguson from international news outlets and -hmm. people who were on the ground and, you know, indie streamers and stuff like that than I did turning on ABC, NBC, so forth and so on. And I think it was over a few days. And it's like, what is going on right now? And then, you know, us seeing that these, you know, outside media people were being harassed to the point where a lot of press freedom organizations had to get in people's asses about stuff with you know saying that you could only you had to be this far away to talk about stuff and having tear gas fired on them and god knows snatching them up out of mcdonald's you know just mm-hmm. and um i think they had a no fly zone for a minute too yeah man they, they like, did that and it's like why is nobody talking about this really exactly loudly but then that I mean, what the area is. Total violation. Like, total violation, you know, of the Constitution. Just blatant right there, and, and no one does anything. And you look at this, and unfortunately, we know everything that has occurred um, with the quote unquote justice system, with um, Michael Brown's case and things that have happened all over the United States. Um, what I have a curiosity about it, especially if you have your feet on the ground and seeing seeing that some people got very mad at you reporting what was happening with your feet on the ground down there. I'm curious from your viewpoint, what was it like to have people coming in from different places into Ferguson with good intent or what we're going to get to later on, not so good intent? Like when you started having the massive um, people come down there. Um. Uh... We we were out there weeks before, you know, people started coming. 
I, I think people were waiting to see, you know, what was going to happen. I think like the nation, the whole world was surprised, you know, because these are not images you're used to seeing, you know, and they were very reminiscent of, you know, the images that were coming out of the sixties, you know, on steroids. So, um, when, when people came initially, I mean, there were so many people that were coming out. You didn't even know these people were really not from here. You know, you just figured, you know, they were people who lived on another side of town. Or, I mean, you don't know everybody. You know what I'm saying? You could live in, 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 in the city and not know a lot of people in the county and people in the county and not know a lot of people in the city and live on a block and not know people on the next block. So you don't know everybody, you know? So, I mean, I could speak for, for me personally, um, just, you know, when I would encounter people and, you know, you get to talk to them and things like that. Um, what sent up a, what sent up red flags to me was, um, seeing how, uh, local people were deferring to these people from who were, you know, and it was like, you know, just people I knew, like people I knew, people I've been in the trenches with, I would say, you know, in, in, in terms of, you know, I would say we were all on the same side of fighting for, uh, you know, um, the advancement of, of, of just the, the, the black situation in St. Louis. Um, so to see those people, um, defer to people you don't know. And, 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 and initially you're thinking it's a situation where, okay, we're all going to network. We're going to do this. We're going to make it happen because you're thinking that these people are, you know, from here, you know, and you find out very quickly because they become really cliquish and it's really secretive and, and and you just see a lot of like red signs and, and then you realize immediately these people are not from here, you know, because what, once you, they come, once you get them on your radar, you know, you, you can pretty, you know, you can tell pretty quickly that they're not from St. Louis, you know? Um, and then at that point, like I said, it sends up a red flag because it's like, okay, then who are they? You know, and if it's someone who came to help and they were sincere, that wouldn't be such a, you know, difficult question that, to answer you know, who, who funded you? Who sent you here? Who paid, did you get paid to come here? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and it's really something, you know, because when you think about it, when you look at where we are right now, and, um, I don't know if you saw the New Yorker piece that came out a couple of days ago. Um, oh, yeah, we were, we, I was going to definitely ask him about that one. <laughs> yeah, but in, in, buried in that piece, they were talking about, uh, one of them got like half a million dollars to, uh, right policy for policing in California. And I'm, I'm just like based on what coming to Ferguson for a few days, you know what I'm saying? We were out there getting tear gas. You know what I'm saying? We, we are the ones who brought this issue to the forefront. So you're telling me someone can come here for who's not even from here, has no ties here, has no organization here, can come here, bring a, a caravan of, of, of activists, you know, and people who work for special interests. We, we don't know who all these people are, you know, and they can meet with, you know, a handful of folks. And, and the next thing you know, they, they have a, a half a million dollar grant and that's one grant from one company. Now, this is something I definitely wanted to get into and you've actually perfectly segued into that. Now, when people are coming in, from outside places and um, what have you. I think one of the things a lot of folks don't know or might not necessarily be parsing from all the talk of uh, Black Lives Matter right now is Black Lives Matter did not originate um, around that way. That's correct? Yes. Um, Black Lives Matter did not originate in Ferguson. 
Cause I think right now people use it as an all-encompassing um, organization or cry because of the hashtag culture that mm-hmm. we're in. I mean, you got to give them credit. They did it so smooth. You know, there was a transition. It, it was so quickly. If you blink, you probably would have missed it. Um, they came to Ferguson. They grabbed some Ferguson faces. They elevated them. You know, they, they put them in the limelight. They, they anointed them. Um, people in St. Louis, I'm, I'm not going to say people here fell back. People here didn't really even know this stuff was happening. You know, we found out on the news like everyone else when they were like, these are the leaders of the Ferguson protest. What? We had no leaders. It was a situation where, I mean, it was, people just came out. You know, everyone had their own reason for coming out. Um, we were just all unified. You know, everybody wanted justice, you know, and, and, and that was our main goal. It was, there was no division. There wasn't this rift between uh, the elders and the youth. Uh, gays or straights, uh, well off and, and, you know, less fortunate. We, we didn't have all that. We all fought as black people in St. Louis. And that's actually another good, um, point that folks brought up because one of the things, and this is just me, I don't know if you're going to agree or disagree, that mm-hmm. I kind of see right now with how everything I think spun off from Ferguson and unfortunately I think left Ferguson in the background at the end of the day is that when you've had people get, I guess, elevated slash anointed to mainstream respectability or at least mainstream here are these Negroes right here who are going to say, talk about black people stuff Mm -hmm. with things. Oh, definitely. Is that, um, is that it almost feel like there was more of a division right after that happened because you started noticing well, talk people, yeah, like you started well, having people well, talk was. about, well, there's a different, you know, well, there's there's men versus women, there's you know, heterosexual versus homosexual, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Well, I'm just there, like you didn't hear right. that before, right? And see, that's that's that is the moment when when hands up, don't shoot. Um, I'm not going to even say transition into Black Lives Matter. It didn't transition. Black Lives Matter hijacked you know, our movement and they threw their branding on it. And, you know, one of the first things they did was create a rift between the elders and and the young people, because, you know, the elders, they've been through it. You know, they know the traps, you know, they know the things to look out for. And so that, that was one of the first rifts, you know, they had to create and then exploit, you know, the second rift was the whole, you know, male versus female, because it went from black lives matter to specifically black women's you know black women matter you know and then it went to you know black uh transgender black gays you know and then they broke it down you know so many different ways we were no longer fighting as you know black people we were no longer united now with all these little factions you know of folks who um weren't even from here so not only did they take the the emphasis off of uh Ferguson, they created these rifts, you know, and another rift they created um, was, was like within the religious community, you know, because there were people when the issue was just all of us being black, you know, then you don't have to worry about, you know, how people like one religion may feel about, you know, sexuality, you know, and, and things like that. You, you don't have that issue, you know, so why would you create that rift? No doubt, no doubt. 
And speaking of the entire part division, um, one thing I really wanted to talk about with you was the shift that happened from the grassroots portion mm-hmm. of the movement to what now just seems to be a nonprofit commodification. <laughs> Uh, uh, that, the movement. <laughs> um, that's something else that happened. You know, when they came, you had protesters um, create nonprofits. You know, and 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 it's not that these people were were nonprofits beforehand. You know, they became nonprofits afterwards. And, and once they became nonprofits, you know, then they could solicit certain things. Um, the problem is. Where's the money? Once again, where's the money? How much money did you get? Where did it go? You know, what is it going towards? You know, and what do you have to do in exchange? You know, and everyone has a nonprofit now. Everybody, you know, they have a nonprofit or some type of organization or so go, some GoFundMe or some uh, PayPal for donations or some fundraiser. You know, and there's no accountability. There's no uh public paper trail and this is one of the things that was one of my major beefs with certain stuff again for me from the outside looking in because i remember it was like maybe about six or plus months ago there was actually i remember we talked about it because everybody got this press release about it and it was talking about um talib Kweli and a bunch of other folks um, doing things under a non-profit for ferguson mm-hmm. But when you have folks like, okay, this money got donated, you know, where's the programs? Where's the money? Because they had everything from, I think, like a revolutionary school to um, various programs, they had a crime and all of that. Like, people got supremely pissy when these questions were being asked because, again, it's a lot of money. And for me, looking at stuff, I'm like, when you talk about people like, here's, you know, six figures plus getting donated to things like from the information that you were able to get and receive and talk to the community folks did any of this stuff ever happen because we don't hear anything on the national level um you didn't get the follow-up press release because i was going to ask you to forward it to me you know that that detailed all of this you know and and, and you know complete with with photographs and, and a lovely website you know, where people could go and, and, and check, you know, all the wonderful things they did. And, of course, I'm being sarcastic. Um, no. And if you look at the original, yeah, if you look at the original Indiegogo campaign, it, it specifically states that the money was supposed to go to, uh, you know, to protesters. They need money to live. They need uh, legal fees. You know, they need our help. And it went from that to, you know, funding these various organizations and, and people who were on his committee, you know. Um, and then he also mentioned a, a school for protesters. And, and I, what really stuck out to me about that is, is, is like you were not here. You were not the spark for this. You know what I'm saying? You may deal with a handful of, of Ferguson movement folks you know, who are part of this uh, coalition of people, you know, who who were down, you know, but you, 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 how are you going to teach people to protest? How are you going to teach people something you don't know? 
you know, and um, once again, no transparency. There's been no transparency, you know, at all. You know, when it comes to uh, money um, or where these people came from, you know, whether or not they were sent here by certain folks, um, who's paying them, uh, what, are, what are they being paid to do, uh, what organizations are they associated and affiliated with, um, any type of uh, political alliances. And that, to me, is just very much the frightening thing about all this. Because when we talked about, like, mm-hmm. the Talib join and that Indiegogo campaign, um, I remember getting this big professional press release and all this other type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, money got donated. That's awesome. Where is it? Dead yeah, silence where is or, it? Or, or you're being against black folks because you're asking questions. I'm like, I'm not being against black folks because I'm asking <laughs> questions. I'm being a smart black person because I'm pretty damn sure that those folks who are like, you know, need this bail money or actually mm-hmm. want to have this, you know, proposed independent school of thought would like to know what's up. You know what I'm saying? And there's not even a website for this stuff. You know, yeah, any jacket can go website, on Squarespace it's, it's, and make a website. You know what I mean? It's 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 a anything goes kind of thing. There's no updated information. You know, uh, there's no centralized location. There's no uh, legal fund. You know, there's no uh, mental health fund. You know, you 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 look at the the young brother who killed himself in you know at the South Carolina state capitol. You look at Sandra Bland. Um, and we still really don't know what happened to her. But we do know that if she were bailed out, you know what I'm saying, that she would still be alive today. You know, but there are no resources for the movement. You know, there are just uh, – I I don't know. There are just people we're supposed to follow. You know, people we're supposed to live vicariously through. People were supposed to feel, you know, uh, represent us. And, and, you know, they make us feel good. They make us cheer. We see them on TV, you know, but the reality is um, there hasn't been any justice for any of the families. Um, I don't know if most people are aware that um, Ferguson didn't, didn't settle with the Brown family. They're actually going to have to go to court. You know, you look at the cases where, you know, there have been settlements, uh, like with the Freddie Gray case and with the, uh, what, what was his name? Sam, Samuel Du Bois? Yeah. Du Bois, what, what was his name? Yeah. Okay. There was a settlement in his case and, and in other cases. Um, but the, the, there's not a settlement, you know, here. You know, we are still fighting. We're still going through everything that we went through before. There hasn't been any change. Ferguson hasn't even signed the, uh, consent decree. With the Department of Justice, um, all of the same people are in power. Uh, Mayor Nose is still in power. Bob McCullough is still in power. Um, the, the whole political uh, structure is still intact. And that's one thing to me that's just very frightening about all this because there was such a huge movement on what seemed like multiple fronts mm-hmm. post Ferguson, and now we're sitting back and it's just there like, well. Where are we right now? We see, you know, some folks getting their PR and all of that. We right. have some people running um for political office, which I will get into in a minute, because as a person living in the D.C. metro area, it kind of rubs me the wrong way more than a little bit. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You see people, you know, still doing the, the speech of war tour thing and all of that, but it's like, ultimately, 
Uh, you Where forget the people who gone? are running from the people who are running from tragedy to tragedy. You know, with posting the selfies and it's it's just disgusting. Like seriously, it's it's really tacky. Um, it's 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 exploitive, but it's 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 exploitive on. I mean, that's not even a strong enough word. You know, to me, that is is being really respectable. You know what I'm saying? Like, please help me out here. Give give me another word. No, that's how I feel. Um, honestly, <laughs> when I look at stuff like this, more. I mean, it's that way already, but it's that way even more so because the progress that could have been made to me has mm-hmm. yes. essentially been squandered partially due to some people and this is my personal opinion um mm-hmm. not wanting to interrupt the gravy trade we in the black community and i'm sure in other communities have a thing mm-hmm. where people kind of just feed off of other folks pain and get a chance to right. eat from mm-hmm. my viewpoint, you know, this is saying that some folks have not done some good at various parts or whatever. But what it seems right. like you're trying to get that I'm the Negro who talks about black people's issues um, space mm-hmm. on TV and everywhere else. And, you right. know, you're putting yourself up as the the one, the only and everything else. Or we're the main people kind of screw everybody else who put in their work. Mm-hmm. It's... It's just a horrid thing to me. And then when I see a lot of people, I think purposefully trying to co-opt into systems and with Mm -hmm. that really don't care about you besides being there, like, here's our good black person. Mm -hmm. Um, There is an issue. Like, I remember we were talking a little while back, and even though I think the Washington Times, 99.9% of the time, is a rag of a media (laughs) site. um, Definitely. They had a very interesting point when things were first jumping off. They were talking about the Black Lives Matter organization getting funded Mm -hmm. from um, various big Democratic um, resources, including um, George Soros. Mm -hmm. And I remember folks being so pissed when that information came out. And Mm -hmm. for me, it was like... Partially, it was like, well, if you're actually doing something, you're not just, you know, being somebody's puppet. You shouldn't really be pissed. And right. secondly, information is information is information. Now, they might try to throw this out there as an attack mechanism, and to a degree, it worked. But mm-hmm. that was still money that came out, and then other places were like, yeah, we can co-sign this. This isn't them like pulling info out their ass. This is a thing that occurred. And when you have people coming from outside places to do stuff. I think we don't necessarily like questioning things because we get wrapped up in emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, here is a black person, they're doing their thing, that's awesome, and that's cool to a degree, but not when you're not getting a lot of stuff done. And I think ultimately, again, from the outside looking in, when we look at Ferguson, the bit of information I get is just like, it still looks like Ferguson's on some fuck shit, part of my language, <laughs> with things. Yeah, not seeing a lot of, well, we're we're not going to, you know, I guess we're going to agree to what the Justice Department said. As you said, mm-hmm. they haven't even signed everything officially yet. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still, you know, trickle of stories we get from, you know, outside folks. Where I'm like, it still sounds like people are getting fucked up around Missouri in general. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, there hasn't been 
I mean, that that's the whole point. There hasn't been any change. There's been a, a, a lot of... Uh, uh, there's been a lot of putting blackface on the issue. Um, they've trotted out a lot of different, you know, new black officials, black interim police chiefs, um, black new black city council members, um, and 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 just you know, it's 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 amazing to me because all these new black people and Mayor Nose are still in place and. They can't stop them. They don't have the power to stop them. So for Mayor Knowles to appoint people who are just extensions of him, you know, black people who are extensions of him, we're, we're, we're not, I mean, that's, that's not the point. You know, they all have to go. And, and what's upsetting to me is that there's so many black people in position who are willing to play those roles. And I don't know, again, to me, that's what it just looks a lot like to me is that you're having you know, chocolate faces still push the same garbage mm-hmm. and yeah. um, nonsense all over. And, I mean, um, it started early on in Ferguson. You know, the first thing Ferguson did was hire a, a black publicist. You know, so, uh, no, they no, actually they hired a white publicist and then they got rid of them because everyone was saying, oh, they got the white guy. So then they hired a black publicist. Who happened to be a guy who killed a black dude? I guess he couldn't find any other publishers who hadn't, you know, any other black publishers that hadn't killed a black dude. Mm, I remember that craziness, like really. (laughs) Yeah, that was yeah, that was like like wow, you know. And then immediately after that, you know, they uh, inserted Captain Ron Johnson. You know, and and people were like, oh, he's from Ferguson and he's black and he understands our struggle. But he works for them. He works for the state. He works for the establishment. You know, at the end of the day, you know, he it's his job. You know, he's not going to be on our side. He's not going to not do what he is ordered to do. So putting a black face on the, 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 the supremacy, you know, it, 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 it's still systemic. You know what I'm saying? Just putting a black face on it doesn't make it black power. Especially when blacks don't have any power. And he didn't have any power. You know, there are people who will say, well, maybe things didn't get as bad as they would have if he wasn't in that position. Um, but my, that's the woulda, coulda, shoulda. You know what I'm saying? Is the glass is half empty or is the glass half full? up and now looking at some of the political moves people are making i know particularly with um d-ray here in baltimore with the mayoral um <clears throat> excuse me race this is one of the things i'm looking at i'm like we can make differences in the mm-hmm. system as well as outside the system i think you had to do both that's what history to me shows however right. it just feels it feels very opportunistic to me yeah. like I'm the black guy who talked about black stuff on TV and blackity blackity black and I'm I'm here now and by the way I'm being backed by the same you know mm-hmm. people who are the trying to get a Bernie Sanders campaign so, so you gotta ask yourself I mean how did all of this come about is that what the whole point of you like going out there is that what that was for you know what I'm saying to, to put yourself on is that what you were talking about in all of these meetings 
you know, where you were supposed to be meeting on, on our behalf, because I mean, what happened to the campaign zero? You know what I'm saying? There's been no change in Ferguson. So is that just dead? Um, when you look at Chicago and Rahm Emanuel is still, you know, in office. Uh, when you look at uh, Baltimore, you know, you still have the Freddie Gray trial. You know, it hasn't been resolved. I mean, so when when does he squeeze all of this in? And you know, not to mention all of these other cases that are still, you know, up in the air. And this is one of the things I just look at in general that has come from Ferguson that has been, for me, just looking at it, because we're in this 24-hour information cycle, not just news, but just streams of information, you just got to sit back and just really, really critique things because I know if I feel like Ferguson has been left behind, Baltimore has been left behind, Mm-hmm. Um, Florida, but like so many places have been left behind when things have happened and occurred, and you know, people, I think, are in the hush money mode now, where they're like, "We better settle before it gets to to a trial with a lot of things." Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm sure money is better than nothing, but that somebody's life is gone. There's still systematic issues going on within law enforcement in all of these various communities and all throughout the U.S. Like, mm-hmm. what What do you think, I should ask, would be the ultimate catalyst to change before we get into a few uh, mother joints? Because right now, to, from, from my viewpoint, mm-hmm. nobody is, nobody's really doing it right. Like, we get the pressure and things in the street, but mm-hmm. like, what's up after being in the street in terms of putting pressure on folks to make change happen? Uh, well, first... I think what's going to have to happen is we have to uh, change our way of thinking um, about a lot of things. Um, Because until we change our way of thinking, we're going to continue to do the same things over and over and over again. And that's where we are right now. We are literally living history repeating itself. Um, The second thing is like, I mean, there are some people who get it. They see, you know, everything that you described and, and, and they see everything that we've, we've spoken about and the people who get it, they've, they've got work to do. You know, we got work to do and, and, and they understand that part of that work is, is building, building our own, you know, whether it's, it's the media may, or, you know, renovating, you know, our communities, you know, I mean, just strengthening us as a people in, in whatever kind of way, you know, regardless of what their, their contribution is, their individual contribution, but all everyone pushing towards, you know, advancement and only things like ownership. Because the problem is we are bargaining from a position where we don't have power. That's why we don't get anything because we don't have power. We don't have anything to leverage. So we don't get anything. You know, that's, that's the first thing. Um, the, the, the second thing is an understanding that, you know, we have to have a long-term strategy. You know, yes, there, it, it's going to be like a process, you know, baby steps, you know, but, uh, progression nevertheless. You know, it, we can't just focus on the battle right now. We have to prepare, you know, for the, for future battles, you know what I'm saying? Because they're, they're switching it up on us all the time. You know, they're switching it up on us. And a, a lot of what's, what's happening, um, 
are an hour in and, and the things that we're suffering and going through right now is, is everything is like self-inflicted. We're doing this to ourselves. You know, they're not winning in the PR war and all of that because, you know, they're that much more savvy than us. They're winning because we are defeating ourselves. We are, uh, you know, subjecting ourselves to a series of, of like self-inflicted wounds, you know, and, and, and look at where we are now. That That's a consequence of that. So it, it, it's going to take um, a variety of things. And there isn't like one set solution. You know, there isn't one fight. We're going to have to fight on many different battles. Um, but the the main thing, like I said, you know, from jump is we, we have to change the way that we think. We have to be more strategic. You know, we have to be more, uh, um, it's, it's like playing chess. You know, if you play chess, you know that it's not about the moves that you are making. You know, it's, it's, it's about what you are d- distracting people. You know, distracting your opponent. You know, you're setting them up for the kill. You know, you, you're two or three moves ahead, you know, of that piece that you're moving. And so that's what's happening to us. We're so focused on the piece that they're moving, you know, we're not looking long term. Well, Bill, I definitely can agree with all of that. And um, perfect transition. I think one of the ways that right now, the um mm-hmm. the, well the movement the multiple movements at large I think are hurting themselves is trying to engage in revisionist history live in a living color oh. in front yeah. of everybody. You mentioned the mm-hmm. Jelani Cobb article um that mm-hmm. dropped by the New Yorker earlier this week. Um people can um, check out the matter of black lives um by your favorite mm-hmm. search engine of choice and I'll link that to um the show notes when we had this posted up. Okay. But but one sits back and looks at this article, and I think actually it's stepping kind of lightly, my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, it it definitely gets into some stuff where it's just there like, yo, y'all are fucking up because you can't even keep secrets quiet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't keep fuckery quiet. And it's not just from this article, which breaks down a few really interesting things, but also I think a lot of folks don't know how to just keep stuff in their own circles. Like, mm-hmm. like, like the old folks say, don't put all your nonsense on Front Street, mm-hmm. and then be mad that people are talking about it later. Like, mm-hmm. I never in a million years would be would have thought that a whole bunch of civil rights people are going to be bitching at each other on Twitter, or bitching at people. Who I mean, feel like I, I would disagree. I would never in a million years guess that corporations would give these people millions of dollars who are on Twitter doing these things, you know, and talking about their, you know, fighting for justice. I mean, so is it just that anything goes? Is it just this is comedy for them? Is this uh, entertainment? You know what I'm saying? There are no standards. Just give them money and and let them run loose and and not be held accountable. I mean, like, what is going on here? Because it doesn't make sense to me. It's it's one of those things that's just very, very bizarre because at least, I think especially the past maybe two to three months, it's always mm-hmm. somebody on my Facebook like, you see this bullshit on Twitter where these folks are screaming on each other? <laughs> and then it's just like, oh, yeah, they are. And it's just really minute by minute. Huh, okay. So-and-so don't like so-and-so. Well, you got paid this. Well, you got this under the table. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck? Y'all got real issues. And exactly. stuff that y'all supposed to be talking about and representing. And Their if y'all need Twitter to be each other, use a phone. <laughs> 
Let 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 Instagram they're, and Twitter go. They can't because they have followers and they're posting for likes and followers and to be in the limelight and to get in the news headlines and to have people talking about them. The fact that we're talking about them right now. You know, you you know yeah. none of these people are like on the radar to to this extent before, you know, Michael Brown was killed. Before they started talking about Ferguson. You know, so now they're just, you know, really out there and they're they're uh milking every moment. And like here's the thing, like there's definitely some people that from my studies I have a side eye from beginning to end. There's some people I think who got caught up in the mix. Mm -hmm. We're doing some stuff. They just got swept up into an entire wave of press PR and a wave of eating. Yeah. They might not know how the mm -hmm. hell to get out of it and more. Because I think some people might listen to this conversation and be there like, y'all just the fuck out every everybody. And of course, they'll put out the what the fuck you do type of shit. It's like everybody has their stuff they do. Okay? Mm -hmm. Like, the the lack of people wanting to hear criticism or maybe mm -hmm. you should want to research some stuff before you co-sign it a thousand percent. I think has been kind of a cancer that has occurred. Yeah. Since Ferguson, I it think is. nobody wants to be there. Like, well, shit was shitty at Ferguson. Well, it's like we know stuff was bad at Ferguson. This is why we need to actually critique what's going on in a positive mm -hmm. way and in a constructive way to get stuff going on. Because I mean, I know when that article came out with New Yorker, you had some people just automatically screaming and la 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 la. I don't want to hear nothing. Mm-hmm. And this was like the surface stuff. It wasn't even the deeper stuff. Like, let's say, um. But some people who know how Teach for America and stuff runs. Mm -hmm. That um, D-Ray gets some pretty big backing from those cats. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and you know how people look at things with like charter schools and all other types of stuff. Like things get kind of weird. It doesn't necessarily mean these are horrible human beings. But we can't get to a point where people get this through revisionist history and you don't question stuff. When everything is out on Front Street. Um, like we talked about offline, it's like all these tweets where people are screaming on each other are archived at the Library of Congress. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, if you really just feel bored one day, you could probably sit down and search out this stuff and be there like, wait a minute. Nobody's saying you gotta be an angel or perfect. Nobody is. But there's some really weird stuff going on under a banner that is supposed to mean something that you don't want to get watered down period, you know, mm -hmm. in general, not just for your community, except before these other situations that are coming up, like I brought up at the beginning with all these elections going on. Because people mm -hmm. right now, I think, are looking at the Black Lives Matter scenarios and contingent as being, here's how I can get me some votes. Here's how I can mm -hmm. get some support. But if that seems mm -hmm. unstable, then where are black people right now? In terms of having their leverage and their power and where whereas black people go goes other groups of color, go other marginalized groups. Mm -hmm. In terms of how civil rights push and stuff goes on, and um, like I said, a lot of people saw the um, article in the Medium that was published mm -hmm. by the Medium. They talk about well, Black Lives Matter was actually supposed to be for people to network. And it's like, wait a minute, what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you don't got to be historian to be like that. Wasn't really how it started. No, no one said that. Like, wh where did you say this ever? When when you were on the news and 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 you never corrected anyone who who uh, called you, you know, referred to you as a leader. You didn't make that distinction. You know, there was never this distinction. As a matter of fact, you used 
uh, the fact that they labeled you a leader, you know, to solicit millions of dollars, you know, and, and, and the only thing I could think like me personally is it, it's got to do with um, just not wanting to be transparent about the money because people are asking questions about the money. A lot of people are digging. Um, unfortunately, it's the conservatives who are digging because these are like the media darlings of the left, you know, in the, in the Democratic establishment. So it's, it's, it's people on the right who are coming out with this. And, and yeah, you, you don't have to agree with their rhetoric or anything like that. But, I mean, there is some truth in, in what they say. I mean, at least if, if nothing else, um, they can point you in a direction where you can uh, form an educated opinion for yourself. And I think that's ultimately what people fear in general is like independent-minded people, period, much less independent-minded black mm-hmm. folks. Because one of the things that I'm pretty damn sure is going to happen post this interview, like what happens with most of our shows when we get into certain mm-hmm. stuff, <laughs> is that why are you talking about that? That causes problems. No, there's already been fucking problems. We're trying to yeah. figure out why I'm, they're occurring to... how they're going to go. I mean, there are a lot of problems that people aren't aware of because they just see things, you know, at the surface. You know, they don't see what's going on beneath the surface. They haven't peeled the layers back. I mean, me personally, I've I've gotten, you know, so much pushback from different people um, since August the 9th, 2014. Um, I really try not to get into, you know, debates with people who were not there. You know what I'm saying? If you weren't there, it really doesn't matter to me what you think. Because at the end of the day, you're you're talking about secondhand, thirdhand information that you got. You know, you weren't there to see for yourself. I was there. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was a lot of other people who were there. And 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 the reason these people are standing up is because um, people need to know what happened. I mean, anyone who um, takes offense. I mean, they can, I mean, they can do the research for themselves. Um, what they need to look at is, I mean, th- these issues are still happening. You know, this could happen in their town if it hasn't already. You know, they don't have to take my word. They can, they can talk to Baltimore activists, the same ones who are, you know, questioning D-Ray right now. They can talk to, uh, Ferguson activists. They can come to Ferguson themselves. They come to West Florissant and Chambers. Uh, put that in your GPS. You know, and come talk to people in the community, ask them about any of these people, see if they even know who these people are. You know what I'm saying? Um, because that's how far removed, you know, these people are. Um, I, I've had people uh, say things like, uh, I thought you were, you know, at first I thought you were jealous, you know, that's why you were, you know, so angry you know, in your criticisms and and the things that you post. Yes, I'm angry because I was there and because I know this happened. You know what I'm saying? And because I know for a fact they did these things. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm I'm gonna be angry. You know what I'm saying? Uh it's like if if you were there like if you witnessed someone uh running from your house, you know what I'm saying, and they stole some of your stuff and you see the person running with your stuff down the street. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be like, oh, no, they didn't do it. Or you're not going to, like, not be angry when you see that person. You're going to be upset. So, I mean, just this whole, uh, I don't know, where people feel like, what, I'm supposed to prove something to them? I mean, what did these people prove to them? 
You know what I'm saying? What what did they prove? How were they vetted? You know, they they don't know D-Ray. People don't know D-Ray. They don't know the sisters who started Black Lives Matter. They don't know them. They just see them on TV. You know, so for people to say, who am I? Who are they? You know what I'm saying? Who were they when they came here? You know, no one, if I'm telling you, I don't know them, and, and you're hearing this from activists from L.A. to Baltimore, then, you know, obviously there there's a problem. And, and it's it's a problem that needs to be addressed because you can't have a movement where there is no uh, transparency or accountability. And I just don't believe in this whole uh, we have to be PC correct about it or we have to be respectable about, you know, how we get at them. You know, Ferguson, we, we ain't about that. You know what I'm saying? When you when you out there getting tear gas and you're going through all of that, um, you have surpassed that point. You know what I'm saying? We're coming demanding answers the same way, you know, we stood out there and we demanded answers on August 9, 2014. I think that's what the ultimate frightening thing about a lot of this is for me is like people just don't want to even ask questions. Nobody's saying that you got to shit on everybody and the good that, you know, various folks have done or could have done is negated or anything. But I think it is a legitimate question to be like, who are these folks? You know, where are they from? What are they doing now? What did they do beforehand? Mm-hmm. And, you know, how ultimately at the end of the day are you helping people? I don't got to like any well, fucking okay, body well, if, if they're helping can somebody. Can we ask where, why is it they have not contributed any of this money into the movement? I think that's a very big question. You know, why isn't there a, a national legal defense fund? You know, why isn't there mental health? You know, why isn't there some type of uh, support system for protesters who who, who uh, come from out of town or people who come from out of town just to work? You know what I'm saying? To assist. I'm not talking about people who come to co-op. I'm talking about people who actually come to help. You know, and, and, and supplies and, and, I mean, so many things that people need. You know, um, it's, it's just amazing to me that, uh, they, they get money. You know, they get grants. You know, I'm, I'm sure they get some type of salary. You know, if they don't, they have the grants. You know, I'm sure these chapters are getting money. You know, and I just don't think it's fair that all of these people who, uh, we're not from Ferguson, who did not make the sacrifice that the people of Ferguson made, um, were able to come there, co-opt the efforts of that community that was fighting for justice for one of their own, you know, and then to walk away, you know, with, with millions of dollars. And then also, who, I think, affiliates under the banner Black Lives Matter? I, think I mean, it's, it's perfectly confusing. It's perfectly confusing. Like, it's completely confusing, and it's crazy because you had the folks who were just there like, well, this is an overall, you know, nebulous, you know, movement slash slogan. You got folks who are like, well, here's the Black Lives Matter organization, and that stands for this. Here are the people who are like, we co-sign political people. Here are the folks who are mm-hmm. like, we don't co-sign political people. And for me, even on the most basic level, it's like, well, what the fuck is this? You know, if somebody says Black Lives Matter, what does that mean? I think... As with heads up, don't shoot, and other things, it just almost mm-hmm. got co-opted to try to the the message got watered down. It did to the point totally. of this nebulous emptiness, and it's a sad thing to see so much passion and you know mental power and spiritual power and everything else just kind of be there. Like, well, what is it? 
Um, it's a thing I mean, that even has more than that, it was the unity, you know, because I, I never thought I would see that type of unity in St. Louis or maybe even with black people. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it, it was a unity that was there. And that that's the biggest loss. You know, there was unity. There was, I mean, people just were out. You had uh, gangs, you know, uh, who who were, you know, bloods and crips, you know, working together to protect businesses. You know, you had, um, it, it just didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? It, it none. None of the divisions, we didn't have any of those divisions. That didn't happen until Black Lives Matter, you know, um, and it was just really unfortunate, you know, that a handful of St. Louis folks, you know, just completely um, compromised the movement for their own personal gain. And you see the personal gain, whether it's fame or, you know, books or, you know, speaking engagements or, you know, prominence or access. You know, jobs. And, like, that's the entire strange thing about all of this to me, because even, like, people look at the New Yorker article. They straight up said, well, half of these folks who, you know, y'all look at in terms of black life being, quote-unquote, Black Lives Matter, don't officially belong to an organization chapter. And as we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. the, the seat of where a lot of this stuff really started jumping off in Ferguson, Missouri, Missouri in general, don't have a chapter. Right. Well, they they can't they they because I'm gonna tell you why because uh, because of everything I just told you they Mm -hmm. cannot come to St. Louis you know what I'm saying the article in the Atlantic also mentioned you know one of them had to cancel an appearance teaching it I mean speaking at Western University you know for for fear of safety you know um, and that that was I don't know yeah but but I. Yeah, safety issues, and, and I, they, they were kind of implying, like, something with uh, Campaign Zero, something Netta or something. I don't know. But, you know, my thing is, like, like Netta is on thin ice herself. You know what I'm saying? So, um, no, they, they can't have a chapter here. They, they can't come here. You know, that's the question people need to ask themselves. If the people of Ferguson are so happy with Black Lives Matter, you know, why Why are they not welcome here? Why would they be getting, you know, these threats? What would make Ferguson turn on them? Could it be everything I'm saying? Yes, it is. I mean, unless you just don't want to believe it, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing. I can't, I can't make people believe something they just don't want to believe despite evidence. You know, everything we're talking about is, 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 you can verify it very easily. You know what I'm saying? You you can go to handsupdon'tshoot.com. You can go back to post um, all the way to August the 9th, and and you'll see. You know, um, just from the media analysis, um, some of the excuse me, some of the um, the tweets and and different things that we're starting to storify. You know, so that we could connect the dots. You know, you could go look in these people's timelines. You know, these people who are now trying to act like they don't know each other, they don't know what happened with the money and this person is not part of this and, and all of that. They weren't saying that stuff, you know, a year ago. They were all buddy-buddy. They were all on the gravy train, you know? And speaking so, of Campaign Zero and mm-hmm. all of that, so you now just made me think of that. You hear Black Lives Matter, you hear Campaign Zero, you hear all of this type of stuff. From your viewpoint, are any of these folks able to actually are doing stuff down there or walking the streets down there? No. No. <laughs> 
No, again, I mean, I all you have, okay, I don't know okay, okay I'm going to tell you this. I'm going I'm to tell you like this. Uh, go to their social media and see if you see photos of them, you know, down on West Forest and they're down in Canfield, you know. See if you see D-Ray being embraced, you know, by grassroots activists who have been fighting the battle, you know, in Baltimore while he was out doing whatever he wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Like people who sacrifice. You know, uh, you can, you, these people, their, their own words and, 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 and tweets and social media, I mean, it, it, their own work, I mean, they discredit themselves. So, I mean, unless you just really want to believe the illusion, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it is what it is. You know, whether you choose to accept it or not, I mean, these things are happening and they're happening in real time. And this is very, very bugged out. And right now, and I'm, some people caught feelings of us saying this last week. I'm like, I feel that a lot of these parents and families and other folks in general who are just going through some real genuine pain, mm-hmm. because things are like so fractured and disorganized with various organizations that on some level are supposed to represent various parts of black America. It's mm-hmm. like we have presidential candidates like, you know, playing like a fucked up game of Pokemon. Like, I got to catch them all. In terms of, I need to have these black people say that they're co-signing mm-hmm. me. They had to have right. these other black people say they're co-signing me. And yeah. nothing is getting solved with that. Where you got some folks like, well, you know, I got, you know, Eric Gardner's daughter. Well, I got Eric Gardner's mama. You know what I'm saying? You know, I got the Martin family here. I got this here. I got this person who says it with Campaign mm-hmm. Zero, semi kind of sort of co-signing me on Twitter. I got this other person mm-hmm. saying they're doing this. Not that they're like, Ultimately, it feels like we're back to step zero. We're still trying to get mainstream America, aka white America, mm-hmm. to love us and accept us and to maybe, hopefully, one day in the future, treat us like we're more than three-fifths a person. And for me, Correct. it is like extremely, it's extremely <laughs> outraging and just angering me because we're seeing it live and living. I'm like, y'all ain't even trying to play the game cute right now you know what i'm saying you're not being <laughs> slick with it you're not doing nothing when i see a person like d-ray who is not from the, the maryland area mm-hmm. decided not just rolling the maryland period because there are plenty of other you know places where black folks are all over maryland of different socioeconomic backgrounds but to go to baltimore where shit was literally on fire about a year ago with um, Freddie Gray's murder by the police and all of that to be there mm-hmm. like oh hey I'm going to come in and play super negro and I'm going to be one of the people running for mayor yeah. not just as an independent I mean, but he, he under the democratic machine me. it's like what the what's like this is not a game what is going on well I mean you, you gotta look at it like this he he has some some uh some some roots he wants to exploit he's he's been there to DC he got bit by the bug, you know, um, Baltimore is a hop, skip, and a jump away. You know, he believes these people who, you know, are, are, are paying him. You know, that's what's happening. That's what's happening. They're paying him. It is, it's you just bugged out. You have that, and you have these folks doing their arguments via social media. Mad loud, like we talked about earlier, where it's like, you're giving people meat to prey on you. 
Like, even yes. if you have the world's best intentions, you're like, yo, I'm going to go hard, I'm going to do this thing. Because there's nothing wrong with trying to do stuff on multiple levels. But, like, when you have people, like, arguing back and forth no with Sean King, all of a sudden it's like, Black Lives Matter leader argues with Sean King. It's like, what the, mm-hmm. what are y'all doing? I mean, I know I'm saying what the fuck a lot, but it's like the only thing I can think of that really <laughs> encompasses. I mean, think about the exchanges. Think about the exchanges between Ferguson, you know, uh, activists and protesters and, and members of Black Lives Matter or, or Campaign Zero. You know, it's like people act like, like, like Ferguson doesn't even exist. You know what I'm saying? We, we are still very much the ground zero. We are the resistance. You know, things are still progressing. It's, it's not, um, mainstream. I think what's happened is like people who are like really, really like down, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's, it's almost to a point where for some people it's a, um, uh, it, it's a pride thing, you know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people learn, you know, tough lessons. You know, people got used, people had, you know, their trust be- betrayed, they had the loyalties betrayed. I mean, um, so to go through, you know, the protest and, and, and just the trauma of all of that and then to be exploited and some of these people in such a public way, you know, um, People are still feeling that, you know, and that, that, that gets, you know, that's the motivation, you know, on top of the motivation that they already had. I mean, I, I critique, uh, Ferguson activists as much as I critique Black Lives Matter, Campaign Zero, as much as I can critique the establishment, you know, as much as I critique Obama, you know, but one thing that I, I do have to say about Ferguson is, is, is Ferguson has heart. St. Louis people have heart, you know, they fight. They do fight. It's not just a situation where they're just talking about this, you know, because it sounds good. You know, they were out there. They were getting, you know, uh, tear gas. You know, they went through that. You know, they they didn't get paid to jump on a, on, on stage and snatch a mic. They they weren't getting paid to get tear gas. You know what I'm saying? They were out there because um, they they believed, you know, in in, the, in their cause. You know, they were out there because, you know, they, they realized they could be Mike Brown. They could be the next Mike Brown. Or they might have a Mike Brown in their family. So, um, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, when, when you think about, you know, all of that and you, you look at where we are today and you see that I mean, I can't even really say we've, we've come a full circle, you know, because we, we still have to see how this is going to play out, you know, the rest of the year and, and throughout this election cycle. But it just seems like so many things are happening, happening rapidly. You know what I'm saying? And, and even things that are starting to like slowly come out, you know, in the, um, in the left leaning media, you know, like the, uh, the, uh, the Atlantic piece. And I don't know if you saw the alternate piece about D-Ray. Did you see that piece? Um, I have not seen that one yet. No, I haven't. Okay. Oh, read it. Oh, wow. It's, it's, well, I'll I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. But, uh, yeah, that, that was another piece, you know, so, you know, it's starting, you know, and it's only going to get worse. So you got to think about, you know, it's already a circus right now, you know, so can you imagine the closer we get to an election? Can you imagine, I mean, what, what if we have these brokered conventions, you know, what, what if the, is, is the Republicans are, 
you already know that's going to be a circus, you know, but the Democrats, it could be a circus too, you know, because what if Bernie doesn't concede? What if Hillary doesn't concede? You know, what if the super delegates, you know, back one over the other? You know, so can you imagine that type of environment with this whole circus atmosphere going on, like already within the movement? It'll just be a free for all. And this is openly the frightening thing to me because it's like, yeah, we can talk about people from the outside doing stuff all day. It's like, yeah, we know Cointel Pro 2.0 is going down. We know mm-hmm. it because, again, we live in this social media age where people are doing enough research from, you know, various publications where just they're like, hi, we got these papers. Mm-hmm. We'll summarize them nicely for you. We'll even connect you to them if you want to sit down and read them for a minute. Mm-hmm. But we got to look at what literally to me is the cancer within our own community. And right. people who are taking advantage of legitimate concerns and hurt and pain to just get a come up, to get a basic check. You know, to essentially get yeah. some coins from people, you know. And mm-hmm. I think Ultimately, because we've been talking about this so much offline and just with way our schedules are, we've never had a chance to connect to mm-hmm. really talk about this in a public forum that is needed, that this type of stuff had to get out there. Because I think even when things were really going on, you only heard from so many people about what was happening in Ferguson. Man, it was it was hundreds, thousands of people out there. It's like you, you did really think it's a coincidence that it's the same handful of folks. You know what I'm saying? I was out there, you know, people like to say they were out there from day one. Uh, day one, I wasn't in Canfield. I, w- I was outside the Ferguson Police Department, you know, demanding accountability right there from jump. Um, it's just, <laughs> uh, you, you, you couldn't script this stuff. You know, it's like a very bad Saturday Night Live skit. And, you know, again, it's it's all just rolling out in public, you know, and for me to see this stuff in public and at least once a week with somebody on a personal or social network level, it's like, what is this you're talking about? It's like, it's here. I'm not making mm-hmm. stuff up. I wish I could write this well. I would be probably living a different <laughs> life right now. <laughs> like, this stuff is right in front of of our damn faces like you got a twitter feed click on this yeah. i'm not going to like you know have I mean, it's I coming from people, radical like, radicalsource.com it's coming their from own the words discredit them their own words posts tweets all of that and i even think some of these folks who again might have good intention to might get caught up they don't know what they're getting into like for me with uh, d-ray in baltimore i'm like bruh you don't know what you're getting into <laughs> because a democratic machine here in maryland is crazy you already mm-hmm. got people coming at you for your ties with Teach for America and their particular agenda of what they do with schooling. And it's just like, this is at the beginning. They really don't like you. You're being used. And I think what's mm-hmm. the most frightening is a lot of these cats might feel that they're getting the upper hand on people who've been doing this type of thing mm-hmm. since time immemorial. You know, like, you don't think that you're going to be this, you think you're going to be the special one. Yeah, they they all think they're special because they they haven't studied, so they don't know that this is, like, how they do. You know, this, you know they come at you a certain way, um, they isolate you, you know, they make you feel special. I mean, Al Sharpton, I don't know if you remember this piece or if you saw this piece, I think it was in, 
I want to say the New Yorker, but maybe not the New Yorker. It was in some piece where he was talking about, you know, the movement and, and these particular people. And he said, you know, it was like the relationship between a pimp and a hoe. And I'm like, what? You know, like he actually said that. Like that was actually in print. You know, um, they quoted him where he was talking about how, you know, they make him feel good and gas him up, you know, essentially. And I think if anyone knows about, you know, feeling good and getting paid off of that and all that, I, I think Al Sharpton would know. Yeah, I about to say, he'd be the one to know game after all the time. Love or hate he him, would he would know game. No game. Mm-hmm. You know. And this is just a scary thing about all this to me. Like, you see some people, I think, who are getting wise to it or don't want to be involved, like that young sister from mm-hmm. Chicago who was supposed mm-hmm. to be a part of that gathering of people. She was just there like, nah, I don't want to be used mm-hmm. as a photo op. Mm-hmm. And that's that. And seeing people get have their various feelings on that. I'm like, well, she's an independent woman. She can have whatever opinion she wants mm-hmm. to do, have and do. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, let's say even if everything goes with the best of intentions, what does that mean ultimately at the end of the day? Especially if you haven't seen change occur. I personally felt a young lady was mad because she probably was like, I ain't seen change occur. I've been living in the crooked area forever. Yeah. And not much is happening, you know? And I don't, you know, nobody knows what the future brings or is going to hold. But I think it's a little frightening to see people already kind of get into a settled in mode. Like, well, the second Al dies, that, that TV spot is mine mode. Mm-hmm. You know, I can make money just, just talking and speaking forever. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's just a very, it's a very unnerving thing to me that if nothing else feels disrespectful for all the folks that have um, passed away, period, much less the past few years and much less from mm-hmm. the origins of everything with um, Michael Brown's murder in um, Ferguson. Mm-hmm. But I got ranty, sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just. It's just a strange thing, and I hope, you know, with um, the feedback that you gave and everything, that, you know, some folks are listening, and that we can make some change, or at least, let, let's get some real mm-hmm. tr- transparency out there, yo. Like, oh, let's not have this thing be like a damn money pit, where nothing goes anywhere. I mean, you can at least have the money say where it's at, and if something succeeds, it succeeds, if it fails, it fails, but let people know. Don't, like, keep taking, it's almost like you're taking advantage of people's good intentions when you do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And eventually, mm-hmm. you know, people get mad or you just don't got the money after a I while. I mean, it's well, I think the insult on top of the injury is, is how they play. The, they, they flip it and try to play the victim role, you know, to escape accountability, you know. And it's like no one's personally attacking them. You know, no one's attacking them personally. It's not about, you know, uh, class or the, the sexual orientation or anything like that. It's about, you know, um, where's the money? You know what I'm saying? They have to understand they were not elected to uh, any type of leadership position. You know, they say they can say they were invited into Ferguson, but you can't say that <clears throat> without saying who invited you. I mean, I know the masses of folks didn't invite you. I know the masses of people who are out there marching and everything did not invite you. You know, I would like to know who you met with, who told you it would be uh, cool to come here and co-op our movement and, you know, rebrand it and 
and take these Ferguson faces on tour all over the world and, and take the attention off of Ferguson, you know, I, I, I want to know, you know, I'm sure everyone would like to know, you know, and who are the people you came here with, you know, why, why did they come here? Why was it important for them to come here when, um, as Ford, I mean, he, he had just gotten shot and killed in LA. I mean, if, if police brutality was, was such a pressing issue for them. I mean, that was their opportunity right there, you know, in their own backyard, you know, and, and they could have marched down to the streets and, and demanded transparency and accountability, you know, and work for there. They didn't have to come to Ferguson unless, you know, they, they had an intention, you know, in mind, you know, beforehand. Yeah, man, I think that's something that I think it's going to come out on its own, actually. In time. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. hoping sooner than later because, quite frankly, I think a lot of folks need answers. But I'm hoping mm-hmm. it's not going to make everything that legitimate that people have been talking about just get pushed by the wayside. Like, look at these crooked Negroes. Ignore the fact that people are still getting killed and beaten. Mm-hmm. You know, having their assets taken for no reason via asset forfeiture and mm-hmm. you still harass a whole bunch of people and what have you because. You know, look at these folks now where you would just say, hey, I'm black. My life matters. Let me beat you at a Trump rally <laughs> or mm-hmm. something like that just because of, you know, and it would be aided by nonsense that might come out from these various individuals and um, organizations. Ooh, I'm scanning this advocate article. <laughs> Man, listen. Yeah, that article is, ugh. Yeah, more ranting on the show. <laughs> I see. Um, my scanning is definitely bringing up one of the annoying points we talked about earlier where it's just there like why are you being more divisive in an organization that needs unity exactly I mean and that right there should tell you that there are other you know uh, interests other motives you know and this does not mean you can't represent yourself or whatever else because I do know there's a whole lot of a thing going on if you know sexism and all other types mm-hmm. of stuff but I'm looking at this I'm like there's there's a heavy I mean spin. but you don't you don't yeah you don't have the right to co-opt the efforts of, of, of a community because you have a cause mm-hmm. you know you, you just you, you can't you don't get to do that and essentially what, what happened is like you know they, they co-opted our movement and then it's kind of like it became this the black, gay, lesbian, transgender, you know, movement, you know, which is, is, is totally separate, you know what I'm saying? Because the, under the struggle for black liberation, you know, from systemic racism, it, there is no distinction. You know what I'm saying? It's not like they're going to say, you know, I don't know if the Klan came, they would be like, well, you know, the the, the black women are cool. You know, but the black gay women were going to kill, you know what I'm saying? Or, or mm-hmm. you know, the black gay men were going to kill, but we're going to not kill. It, it doesn't work like that. You know, so the one thing we should do, especially when you look at the issue of, of, of something like police brutality, we should all be united. You know, there should be no division. We need all hands on deck. It should be know? black people um, are being killed. Innocent people exactly, are being period, killed. Exactly. In, period. In the discussion. Exactly. Period. You know, yeah. and the fact that it isn't, and it's all these other things, and, and, and it's, why? You know, why? 
and I think that's a legitimate question, and I think it's one of the ways that people are being used. I personally believe it's people being used. I don't necessarily believe it's folks just trying to like fit in where they can get in in terms of the intersectionality mm-hmm. hustle. Whereas if they're like, yo, mm-hmm. you should be like, these people are getting killed. I don't give a fuck who they like sexually. They're getting killed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck who you like in bed as a leader. As long as you're exactly. being a leader, then hooray. If you want to represent that part too, I ain't mad at it. It's not hurting my well, feelings. I'm not, it's not supposed I mean, to be like, I'm thing, whatever, whatever, you know? What's what's upsetting to me is, I mean, the, the, the hypocrisy and the contradiction. And you can see it because for them to insert themselves uh, in the positions that they did within the movement um, and then come out and say that, you know, it's it's about black women or it's about black gays or transgender, you know, or, or, or whatever. It's like you, 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 they, that's not represented. I mean, the numbers, you know, that they are in leadership position is not represented, uh, with the, the community that they claim to serve. You know what I'm saying? I mean, percentage wise, like the majority of black people are not gay. So how can you have a movement where the majority of people in leadership, you know, for this black civil rights movement, you know, are gay? And you can't just say, well, you know, gays people, gay peoples, and I, I think I read this in the, in Patrice, in the medium piece, or maybe it was even in the Atlantic piece, or it could have been in both, where they were saying that, uh, works or efforts by, you know, uh, gay activists, gay black activists had been erased. Um, I, I don't necessarily believe that they were erased. I think that, people when you're united it it just doesn't matter do you understand what i'm saying it doesn't matter because you have the unity we're all black we're all fighting for black issues you know what i'm saying across the board you know um black people didn't oppress uh gay black people black people you know didn't have the power to say whether or not they could get married or get on their loved ones insurance policy but we, we we didn't have that type of power you know, so for them to come in and just completely take over our movement, you know, I feel like that's as oppressive, you know, for us as the establishment. You know what I'm saying? Because these people don't represent us. They're not even reflective of us. You know what I'm saying? Not even in numbers. You know, and that's just strictly talking from, I mean, remove the emotion because I know that what I just said is probably going to be upsetting to certain people. And it has nothing to do with whether you're gay or not. What it has to do with is... If you are in a leadership position, you know, whoever's in that leadership position, they should be represented uh, at least proportionately, you know, with the people that they claim to represent. My thing on it is is, is pretty basic where I'm here, like, you are a black man, you are a black woman. We are at the point where sexuality doesn't matter in secular society or whatever have you, Mm -hmm. then... You know, you should be like, look, I'm just here for black people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't care. There you go. I, I don't, I don't care where I don't care where you are. I'm here for black yes. people. Yes, I myself may be A, B, C, D, or E, but it's about black right. people. I don't have to be, you know, separatist about well because I'm this. Which I'm going to represent black this more because nobody is doing that when mm-hmm. you're on the street. You know, a black trans right. person can get shot as easy as a black homosexual, as easy mm-hmm. as a black heterosexual. 
of right. sexuality. You know what I'm saying? And I that's why I was like, I personally feel that some of these folks are being used more in that regard. Because while we've been talking, I've been skimming this advocate article. I'm like, somebody is pushing something that you're not aware of. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? In regards to this. Nobody's saying you can't be there like, I'm a black gay man. Nobody is saying that. It's 2016. Who the fuck cares, in all honesty? You know what I'm saying? If you really want to be mm-hmm. hit brass tacks. But it's like, why is somebody trying to push that aspect of things more than your overall cause? Well, that and what, equally, what gives period. you the right to come and hijack someone else, what they, you know, what someone else has going on already. And what, yeah. what, gives you, what gives you that right in general? What gives you the right to even necessarily say I'm representing bl- black gay men on this level? Exactly. You know, where I'm like, that's not my angle of stuff or whatever. That's not what I represent. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm sure there's some folks who are just there like, you're representing what I'm representing. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know enough, of enough, about, enough about you to say this, even if you got, you know, mad Twitter followers or if you're on TV or whatever else. Like, I feel the frightening thing of all this is that ultimately some of these folks, while they're getting good things from all this, mm-hmm. might just be cool mm-hmm. as about when that when that bottom drops. Because right. let's be, because let's keep it really honest, and I think that's one of the things we got to look at, you know, post Ferguson too is, however we may feel about President Obama, that era is going to be over by oh, January yeah. of 2017, and a lot of these mm-hmm. concerns that have come out in the public. For good, bad, or indifferent, I don't really trust the other presidential nominees when they mm-hmm. get to see the power to pay as much attention, even if it's just surface, as President Obama and his administration has. And it's one of those big reasons why I'm like, we really need to get shit together. We really got to get shit together because if we feel that mm-hmm. progress was minuscule after eight years where there was actually a black American president who at least on some levels cared, you damn mm-hmm. sure ain't gonna get it with anybody who went to the GOP. I don't give a damn right. who they put in there. And right. with um Hillary or Bernie, they may have some care as general human beings, but they're not gonna care as much as another black person. So people gotta right. get their shit in line and get their stories in line and at the very least, you know, get mature. Mm-hmm. With what's oh, yeah. what. And also, I think ultimately one of the big lessons of Ferguson, from my viewpoint from the outside looking in, is local work and collectivization has to happen. Mm-hmm. You can't depend on these cats, you know, who are on the TV screens all the time. Or stuff. And I think sometimes we fall into that trap of celebrity and the folks who have fame are supposed to take care of us. That's that's not how shit works. That's yeah, how like really work. someone or or the, 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 the elected officials, like they're, they're our moms. It's like this, this infantile, you know, relationship or something where we have to wait for someone to do for us. I don't, I think we have a lot of power and I don't think we tap into it nearly, you know, as much as, as we can to make it beneficial for us. But I think, you know, a big part of that is that, I mean, look at all the things that, that we experience every day. You know, just systemic racism, just the trauma from that, you know, to live in this country, you know, I'm, I'm sure black people have, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, that's been passed down from generation to generation. So on one hand, I mean, you're just going through it all the time, you know what I'm saying? You don't really have time to even think about things on a certain level until, bam, you know, it slaps you in the face. 
about. I think one thing we got to get out of everything is mm-hmm. it's good to react to stuff. You got to have to react when bullshit happens, but you can't be re- just right. purely reactionary. You know, yeah, like, and that's what we are. We're, we're per, you know, for the most part, it's, it's a reactionary type thing. You know, we react, and and we got to get out of our feelings. You know, we we got to stop being so emotional. You know, and so easily controlled and led astray. You know, by our emotions. And um, just the whole engaging in symbolic action. I mean. I'm not really feeling that part of the movement, you know, especially the symbolic action that is designed to, you know, bring individuals, you know, into prominence. It's, it's just too much of that. You know, we got all these little movement celebrities now. This person is famous for climbing and snatching a flag down. This person is famous for snatching a mic. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... I think it's just a want to have somebody publicly out there all the time, which I think is, you know, if you got the power to put a message out there that other people don't, I think that's cool. You know what I'm saying? But they're not the only people who can do stuff. Like when I saw people I mean, my, tripping my about the Beyonce. Is, mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, I was just going to say, like, we, we have to get beyond that to doing things that will will change our circumstance. Because I think right now we're doing a little too much uh celebrating, you know, a, a little too much of, 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 of the easy stuff, you know what I'm saying? That, that stuff is really easy, and, but it doesn't contribute to changing our circumstance. We have to focus on the things that are going to change our circumstance, you know, and then when we work on that a little bit more, then, you know, we, we probably won't even need symbolic actions because our very real actions, you know what I'm saying, will, will have produced results. No doubt, no doubt, because, I mean, I look at stuff and we have a society that gets mad when you just do symbolic actions where I'm like, I'm a black person, I'm a human being. You know what I'm saying? Like, when people were tripping over the Beyonce Super Bowl joint. I'm like, y'all do mm-hmm. realize this song ain't revolutionary for shit, right? I'm not saying everything has to be by any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But I'm mm-hmm. like, just the fact that people came out like, you know, yo, we're marching out here in the X and like, you know, Black Panther-esque type of shit. And we got some dancers holding a sign. You got people like, holy shit, it's the worst thing ever. Imagine that type of shit. We doing like some hardcore shit in your community and above. Like everybody's mm-hmm. not going to always be out on the street or whatever, but there's multiple ways you can help out your community. And I think when people get to that point where it's like up and down, it's with good intent, uh, that's when the big sea change is going to happen. You got a bunch of organizations who are still using the blueprint that we used in the, the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. To make their progress in the two thousands, yeah. This this means we're we know some shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we just got to you know get back to it and upgrade some stuff. Like yeah, uh, me I and mean, my partner John had this conversation all the time about that. Where it's like, mm-hmm. well, they use some, they did some old shit. Black folks did in sixties and seventies. <laughs> like, yeah, we gotta get back in that motion. Yeah, we, we 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 got we got we got work to do. We got to work that out for us. But as, no doubt, but I think there's people like us and plenty more who, you know, are able to look at stuff from the outside and bring, you know, that nonsense out there as well as nonsense that's happening on the inside and try to purge it out. And that mix of both, I think, is ultimately um, what's going to make the difference. And um, hopefully in a few years we can talk about Ferguson being better and the United States as a whole being better. Mm-hmm. 
and whatever else and be those old folks who are like, woo, at least it's not as shitty as it was back in the day. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I think I think that's, that's what we all want. You know, now whether or not that will be the case, uh, time will tell. Uh, time will definitely tell. I'm, I'm hoping and working for the latter, you know. But we will see. I don't want to be old and be like, damn, I'm in the same shit my parents were on. We just got different signs, you know. But time will tell. Well, I think as I think as long as people are active, you know what I'm saying, that that we will continue to make progress. I mean, because people evolve. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not like we we stay stuck, you know, in, in, in such a rigid. Uh, place, you know, people grow, evolve, uh, we, we, we spread out. What I'm, what I'm liking is that, you know, people are waking up. And I hate using that term, waking up. People are becoming more socially, uh, aware, you know, engaging, you know, in, in, in everything from, you know, engaging within their own communities, whether it's in politics or whatever. Now, we may not all agree on which one of those is the avenue, you know, that will lead to change or whatever, but just the fact that, People are out, you know, trying so many different things. And as long as they continue to do that, I think we have a chance, you know, a really good chance at change because we're going to go through a lot. It's going to be a lot of trial and error. You know, it's not going to be like one, I don't know, one solution. You know, it's going to require lots of solutions and, and chipping away, you know what I'm saying? Because nothing just happens, you know, like as a snap of the fingers. You know, unless we, we go to war or something like that, and it totally changes the dynamics of the whole country. You know what I'm saying? Anything short of that, it's, it's going to be something that's going to take time. No doubt. And, again, I, I hate the term woke. I think too many Ashy Hoteps use that term. <laughs> and they're, they're an entire other conversation for another day. Cause... Oh, boy, please don't get me started on them. Talking about but cancers in the is, community. <laughs> I, I, but, but why do they have to be Ashy, though? Hey man, you know if 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 if, if you if, if if you write and you a nice brown and 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 black mentality, you know you ain't gonna be ashy and dry and just spinning on the nonsense. You know what I mean? You ain't gonna do you ain't gonna gotcha. do um misogyny and blackface. You know what I'm saying? Which is what, okay, unfortunately, okay, some gotcha. them brothers are wrong, but yeah. I mean, again, they're, they're, rant they're for another clowns. day. People see my Facebook, they they be knowing. And you know what? They it's funny to me when guys say. They take. I had someone tell me. I'm trying to think of who it was. They they took offense at like when you when you call them hotel brothers or whatever. And I'm like, you, we're talking about specific types. Who are the types that we're talking about? The ones who embody those characteristics. You know, if you don't embody those, then we are not talking about you. This is why I say ashy hotel because people who listen mm-hmm. to the show know. You know, my my brother John beyond the metaphysics tip with certain stuff. And one day he got a little pissed at me. I'm like, let me explain this Ashy Hotep thing to you. And he's like, oh, okay, I get it. I'm like, I wouldn't even be talking to you if you were that dude. We wouldn't have known each other for damn near 12 plus years if you were that dude. And I'm just there like, really? Much less even talking on my show. Get the fuck out of my face. I don't care how good your music is. But, you know, that's another cancer that had to be eliminated, guys. And we haven't seen that yet. With these other movements, mm-hmm. and I hope we don't, because Jesus Christ, if you think there's fodder now for people <laughs> to tear folks up? Good Lord. Some of y'all brothers, uh, read a book. Don't, don't just look at, you know, YouTube memes and other stuff. Mm-hmm. 
anyway, you know, this was not an actually hooked up conversation. <laughs> this was on um, some other <laughs> um, various stuff. But man, thank you all definitely for um, calling in and doing this interview. I know you're a traveling woman. I know you're busy doing a whole bunch of stuff. I know you fend off a bunch of these nonsense people, at least on Facebook and other stuff, every single day. By bringing and, the real, you know what? It's, it's like I can't stop. It's like we we we're bombarded with so much. If it's not uh, propaganda in the media, you know what I'm saying. If it's not, you know, elected officials or the establishment trying to make some slick move when no one's watching, you know, we also have to deal with you know um, the narrative that people within the movement are trying to construct now. Like the people who hijack the movement, the people we're talking about right now are trying to jump out in front of, you know, the calls for uh, transparency and, and accountability, you know, and, and, and we can't allow that to happen, you know. So it, it you, you have to do this every day. I mean, to even stop for one minute, you know, it's, it's so much, so much is happening and not just in Ferguson, in Chicago, you know, in Baltimore, you know, the police there are on trial. Um, I mean, there, there are things that happening, you know, everywhere. Yeah, man, it's it's a grind. Some people do not understand how this grind is. We just they're like, no, I know too much. I had other people know too, <laughs> and all of that, so they can make their own decisions and thoughts and things. It's mm-hmm. it's a mission. It's sincerely and truly it is a, um, mission. a mission. And what I would suggest people do is is not. Just blindly take anyone's word. I mean, not even mine. You know, like I said, they can go and, and check timelines, you know, check Twitter feeds, see who flipped the script, you know, see who was talking one thing then and he's talking another thing now. See who did a complete, you know, 180. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can, they'll, they'll see. You know, they will see. The information is there if anyone wants to find it. You know, it's only difficult, you know, when people, uh, choose to ignore or just don't want to deal with it for whatever reason uh, no doubt I mean a lot of this thing ultimately when we do these um, things with media is to have you get into some conversation to do, for other people to do research or whatnot into the stuff we're talking about as we always say on the show you don't got to agree with a damn thing we're talking about but if it gets you to talking to do some research we've done our job and I definitely hope with this interview where we touch base on a whole bunch of stuff, um, folks go yeah. ahead and, um, you know, do their job. One of the scariest things in the world for people is a, is a per- person with a, you know, crit- who can critically think and has their own independent mind. And we want to have more mm-hmm. of those people around instead of, you know, just automations looking at, you know, mainstream media or like listening to some, you know, you know, demagogue or something on their various media outlet of choice. Now, speaking of dope media outlets, can you tell the folks how, I can, how they can check out the work that you're doing? Um, they can go to handsupdontshoot.com. Um, right now, I mean, the platform is still being constructed, but we have archived um, thousands um, of articles, you know, and media analysis and, and commentary and just some of the things that are going on um, within Ferguson. Um, so they can go there. They can follow, uh, me on Facebook, uh, B Girl for Life, B G Y R L, and then F O R L I F E. If they type that in, it should, uh, 
my name should pop up or the hands up don't shoot Facebook page or the STL hip hop page, STL hip hop. Um, it's a local music site. Uh, it has been covering, um, Ferguson. I mean, STL hip hop has been about issues in St. Louis even before Mike Brown. So, um, the fact that it, 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 it's exclusively now, like really on, on, at least, um, on Facebook. Um, you can get all movement information and things like that. But if you go to the website, I mean, you still have, you know, content from St. Louis and just, you know, throughout the Midwest. Um, Twitter, uh, Twitter, hands up, don't shoot without the T. And, and you know what? I wish Twitter would just allow you to, to just make your name whatever you want. You know, all these little uh, restrictions and, and you can only use so many letters. You know, that's why I don't tweet. Mm-hmm. I can't break things down in, in 140 characters. You know? No, I, so, I, I um, share stories. I just share stories there that I'm like, if y'all want to see me rant about something, go on to Facebook. <laughs> or listen yeah, to the show. Um, definitely um, Facebook and, 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 and the website. Okay, cool. So y'all heard it, and y'all will definitely see all the links to these wonderful sites in the show notes once we have this podcast on and mm-hmm. rolling and um any other media projects or other stuff coming up um well we are in the process of um launching well the official launch for hands up don't shoot radio and we're just looking for movement music or if, if people have political or social commentary they would like to contribute um the station is is, is already live on itunes radio it's you can go to the website check it out it's I believe it's on Windows Media, and it's being added to uh, other platforms. Um, okay. So what we're looking for right now is just, you know, movement music, like like artists. A lot of artists, you know, are, are very active. Um, they're very socially aware, and, 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 you know, they have something they want to say. And their voices should be heard. All right, no doubt. Y'all heard that here. Don't send whack music. Again, don't be girl since mp3.com days, and I know she is not beat for garbagey music. I don't care if you got a message behind it, okay? (laughs) Your music still has to be good, guys. Some people forget that. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, People got to understand, I mean, this is going to be the soundtrack of the era, you know, so really... You know, put some thought in, 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 into it, you know, some thought, some heart, some soul. No doubt. Have all have all of that. Have some beat to know mm-hmm. how to make a song, okay? Because yes. these are conversations I've had with and people don't, before. And don't have, like, a long intro. Like, don't, I don't want to hear a two-minute intro. Now, let me stop. I'm just sorry now. But, um, she, she yeah, really definitely check out the station. Um, if you have the TuneIn app, you know, just search for Hands Up, Don't Shoot. Uh, radio and it is, it's really amazing because when you listen to the station and you hear these songs that are about Mike Brown or Trayvon Martin, you know, or just the issue of police brutality, Ferguson, George Zimmerman, Trayvon, it's, it's like, I mean, it, it's just a, an incredible experience. Like, say, it just does something for the soul. No doubt, no doubt. So, everybody, um, definitely check out all the wonderful outlets that b-girl is doing her thing on and all that good stuff again we'll link all of that to the show notes um with the upcoming podcast and everything and um definitely since i know you're 
always on the road doing something. Thanks for taking out time to do this, man. I'm so glad we're finally able to touch base. Finally, finally. And thanks for having me. Um, thanks for your platform and giving me the opportunity to let people know, you know, what's really happening. No doubt. And, you know, again, definitely thanks for all the support you've um, given us here at the Fusebox Radio from its very beginnings, damn near. Oh, man, um, I remember that. Uh, Rutgers University. Warden, yeah. What is it? Rut- yeah. I yeah, remember that. Look at yeah, you from way... when I was a student to, to me being an older person now. Not not that much older. Yeah. Older person. Yeah. That, no, you're up there. <laughs> now I'm telling like, your age. <laughs> like, 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 um, I want to get people like, like, don't get it jacked up. I mean, I'm in my 30s. I've, I've said that, but you know, I'm not, I'm not waving my cane around either. Okay. You know, that's let's true, let it be known. We're, we're, none of us are going gray here. Not just yet. Even with all the stress we go through, we're not going gray. So. Oh, well, you know, I'm telling you, I, I got a little, well, I call it my wisdom. I'm showing my wisdom. You know, it's like, wow. You know, but, um, yeah, it's been a long time, a long time. And, uh, I, I remember when I first stumbled upon the shoes, I didn't even know what a podcast was. You know what I'm saying? That's how long you've been online. It's like, what is this? Yeah. You know, and you've done it. Consistently for so many years, man. How many episodes do you think you have that you've done? Ah, oh, man. Um, let's see here. I started the show in '98. This April mm-hmm. will be shit. Wow. My show's a teenager. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> um, see? Yeah. See, that's my, almost twenty years. My, yeah, about twenty years. It'll be eighteen years. Um, mm-hmm. around April of this year when I first actually started doing the show, the podcast. We've been doing at least for over eight or nine mm-hmm. years when we first started getting with Podomatic. I'll have to check that one day. Yeah, it's, man. Podomatic, mp3.com. Yeah, just. We live through technology, y'all. All y'all who think it's easy yeah. to do this mess. It really isn't. I mean, I know with y'all, actually. You one of the first people I know who are doing um independent net radio station. Mm hmm. Yeah, and just to see, you know, um, that evolve, you know, into the whole streaming Pandora and all that stuff we see today. You know, know, it's like, wow, Um, what's an MP3 player? An iPod? God damn, that's expensive. Now it's like, you know what? You know what really got me was was Live 365 closing. Yeah, that was one of the things that made me feel ancient because I was just like, damn, y'all yeah. been this 99. Holy crap. I know. I mean, my first stations, well, my first stations were on mp3.com and, and that's really where most, I would say a lot of my websites, uh, uh, were started. But, um, <clears throat> the, 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 the rate, the actual like streaming stations, you know, we're all started on um, Live365.com. As a matter of fact, um, I've only had one station go to number one on Live365, and I've had lots of stations on there. I've only had one go um, to number one um, in the hip-hop charts. You know, they had like thousands of stations, and, and guess which station that was. And I'm asking you because I know you're familiar with, with my different sites and things like that, but guess which one. And you had like a thousand <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> STL hip hop, yeah, STL hip hop, yeah, it's it's I mean, it's really jumping. amazing. People, it is. St. Louis has a lot of talent. Um, the problem is, and and it's the same problem in, in, in other like cities. The things are trying to come up is just a lack of of, of just knowledge. 
you know what I'm saying? Because artists, they've only experienced things at a certain level, you know, and they're not dealing with people who, it's not like really a lot of people who have like industry experience at, at the higher levels, you know, that, that work with these people and bring them up. You know, and the reason for a lot of that is that a lot of those people who were the innovators were pushed out. You know, so now these these things are left with with people who just, I mean, they're either doing the award hustle, you know, or the or the performance sale tickets, or, you know, they're they're not really dealing with uh, developing artists, you know, and and educating them and and teaching them and getting them industry ready. It's more like the accolades, you know. Yeah, and it's a sad thing that things happen in a lot of areas. I definitely see mm-hmm. it where I currently am right now and um Jersey, dear God, Jersey had its own issues mm-hmm. that are like bananas being right between Philly and New York. Mm-hmm. But local local areas are interesting. I mean, I know with your work you did in Saint Louis, I know you and a bunch of other folks tried so hard as to say like, look, I can't baby you. You know what I'm saying? Either mm-hmm. you're gonna be about your work or you're not. And unfortunately a lot of people I don't think are about the work and they're like i rhyme i'm supposed to be a star and it's like there's so much more to stuff than that even if you have a quote-unquote hit there's so much more that had to go on that's when you see some of these folks where it's like oh i hear about an area you're thinking about somebody 10 to 15 years ago it's like no there's mm-hmm. still talent but it's not crafted a certain way even in the current internet age where it's so much more easier for you to distribute your music put it out there mm-hmm. Speaking of NPP.com, but that's a double that was like that. But oh, there's yeah, so much more definitely. competition now, you know. Yeah, but the, the 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 flip side of that is, you know, the fact that it's so easy to do this stuff and this stuff is so you know accessible. Everybody's doing it, you know. So everybody's you know doing it. People aren't uh, standing out. Uh, people, you, you know what I think it is? I think right now, you know, be, because it's so easy and because anybody can do it and because <clears throat> I was going to say the bar has been set low, but in some cases the the bar doesn't even exist. Um, that people just feel like this is their own little reality show, you know? You know, them being a rapper or a singer or whatever, the, the social media presence, you know, YouTube and and. and likes and, and followers and, and all of that, you know, Instagram, it's it's their own private Idaho. It's their own private little, you know, reality show. They in their minds they are the Kardashians, they are Kanye, they are Jay and, and Beyonce. They're they're all that. They're they got everything they got. And okay. that would be cute if they actually made good music and or money. <laughs> but it's not necessarily now, see, I, I way. purposely didn't say anything about the quality of the music. <laughs> you know. If you're making like if you were at least eating, I'd be like, you know what, this could suck to me because it could ultimately be subjective with music. But it's like right. y'all like I mean for I, me I don't know. even if you were okay, but for me, even if you were whack. If you did your stuff right, you know what I'm saying, I think that you would get to a point where you would at least be decent. I'm not saying that you're going to be good, you know what I'm saying, but at least you can, I mean, think about, listen to the radio. I mean, there's a lot of whack stuff on the radio, so you can't tell me there's not an audience, you know what I'm saying? Somebody may like it, you know, but at least, you know, present yourself as as, as polished as possible, 
Polished and with home training. Which yes, home training is very vital. Like, do you know how far you would get if you just didn't act like a dick with <laughs> some of this music? Just for the sake you know of what? me being there, like, I might not like this, but so-and-so may, and if they ask me about you, I'll tell them my yep. opinion, because people know who I am and how I am, but I'll be there like, look, they had some manners, they acted decently and professionally, mm-hmm. you may want to give them a chance. And they're like, oh, your music mm-hmm. is whack, and you're acting like a rancid bastard. <laughs> no, that's not how life works. Well, first, they don't understand that, like, a lot of us online know each other, especially those of us who have been around, like, from the early days of hip-hop online. You know, and um, I don't know, man, this this whole sense of entitlement, you know, I, 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 I walked away, you know, from the local scene, you know, just because it just got to a point where it was like becoming counterproductive, you know, um, the whole purpose of being in the scene, you know, is create a platform and, and create an environment, you know, that <clears throat> where artists could, you know, develop. You know, because labels stopped developing artists, you know, a long time ago. Well, you know, an environment where they could um, learn, you know, how to be media savvy, you know, learn how to, uh, to to brand themselves, you know, how to package themselves, like how to conduct themselves, how to um, establish business relationships, you know, and... It just really, it, 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 artists weren't interested in that. And it was sad because this is during the time I used to get hit, hit up all the time for major labels. You know, they would ask me about specific artists or if I, if, if there was some artists, you know, I wanted them to check out. And it just got to a point because, you know, the, the people they were calling, you know, about I've, I've had in, encounters with, you know, and they were just assholes. You know, so, you know, I, I I never told anyone, like, not to work with anyone, you know, but I, I wasn't co-signing people, you know? No doubt, and y'all getting, y'all get some free music advice while we're doing this, too, so. so okay, y'all, okay. Y'all, y'all, y'all lucky to sit down and listen to this right now. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, in, in all seriousness, like, and this is something I always tell music folks, I'm like, you don't know who knows who and who is connected to what. Or where somebody can be know. in a few years. You, mm-hmm. you, you don't know. And people have memories. And as you perfectly said, everybody talks. One yeah. way or the other, and, everybody talks. And it's easier and, to actually talk now than back in the day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If somebody's like tweeting like, yo, so-and-so was kind of a dick. Hey, girl, they were a dick too. And so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. Next thing you know. But you know what happens to me? I'm going to tell you what I get a lot. What I get a lot is because <clears throat> people may not know that I own the sites that I own. Like someone may hit me up at one site and be a total asshole and then turn around and hit me up on another one of my sites, not knowing, you know what I'm saying? You, you're still hitting us up, you know what I'm saying? And and we talk, you know, because when, when, when they come to us and if, and if they're a certain way, I don't care which site they come. It could be from, you know, STL Hip Hop. It could be from unsignhype.org. It could be from Planet Hip Hop. And, and, and if you're an asshole... You know, for example, with, with Mike at unsignedhype.org, I know about it. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, who better may know about it at STL Hip Hop? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and other people may know it. You know, different people that I work with, you know, from coast, not just coast to coast around the world. That, that's the part they don't understand. You know, and they also don't get that, like, these relationships go back years, you know, and, 
it takes time to develop relationships and you're going to need those relationships. And the reason a lot of artists don't get on or if when they do get on, they can't maintain is because they haven't developed the relationship or they already burnt the bridge before they even got on. No doubt. Because I'm going to tell you, I got people, I, I have people who have burned bridges with me, you know, and they can only get so far, you know what I'm saying? Because I control a certain avenue, you know, and if I'm not, working that avenue, you're just going to be stuck, you know, at a certain level. I'm one of those people, I tell folks, I'm like, I'm not going to be the one that's loud or vengeful Mm -hmm. or anything else, Mm -hmm. but I have a memory. And if somebody asks me stuff, I'm going to tell them things. There's people, I'm like, I wouldn't spit on you if you were on fire. I'm just not going to make a scene Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. That's that's all it is, depending on how crazy that you acted. Yeah. I have right, archive but, interviews from people who acted stupid, and I'm like, I will never put this on because you're not getting free promotion through my outlet because you're right. an idiot. Exactly, exactly. I um, I had someone hit me up, you know, not too long ago. Well, actually, they hit up one of the, um, I think it was the STL uh, Hip Hop Facebook page, and then they had someone hit me up at one of my personal pages. I think it was my B Girl for Life Facebook uh, page. And, um, you know, this guy is, is talking about, at first I didn't even understand what he wanted. You know what I'm saying? I had to get like, what? And it turns out he, he's doing something with, with the major artists and, uh, we interviewed him. He was interviewed for STL hip hop. I don't know, girl. It had to be like seven, eight years ago, you know, and he wants us to remove the video because he's got a new song coming out with this major artist and he doesn't want people to be confused and so i'm like what are you talking about you know what i'm saying because for one i mean nobody's checking for you you know what i'm saying like you don't have the presence that you think you have and even if people are checking for you it's not my fault if the interview that you did on STL Hip Hop comes up first in the search results. I'm not going to take that down so that your new single could come up first. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing that. You know, what? why, why would I remove something? And, and why, I mean, do you even care about, I mean, it's not like these guys have a lot of early content. I mean, especially from St. Louis, because we were, you know, the first to, to really start uh, promoting these guys. And some of these guys weren't even on the scene. You know, some of these guys hadn't even started rapping. So, you know, a lot of this stuff is just archived. And and, and I feel like, you know, um, just from a historian, historical aspect, like, don't ask me to remove something. You know, once it's in there, it's in there. It's like a time capsule. If anything, you just want people to be like, holy crap, they really improved. The worst of the worst. (laughs) You know, like, I just think I'm one of those people where I'm just like, look, you respect me, I'll give you respect. It's a very, very simple thing and notion. And there's people, even if I haven't worked with them for me, I'd be like, look, they didn't act a fool. I will at least tell you they didn't act a fool. They got Mm -hmm. other good stuff going on. They got other good stuff going on. Now, if you're a fool and whatever you do sucks, whether it's music, PR, etc., 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that plainly too, and I'll probably say it stronger because mm-hmm. you pissed me off, and not too many people mm-hmm. piss me off like that. Like I, I'm know, like that, I would get to say don't that. Piss me off. I, I was going to say that, like, usually, you know, for you to go off, like, something, they really had to take you to a certain point. Um, you're different from me because I'm a total spaz, you know, so that's what I do. I spaz out, and I have to get it out. And I, really, I'm just at a point right now where, like, even to uh, deal with artists at certain levels, I, I just can't. You know, I, I just, I don't have the energy to go through the growing pains. And it's not to take anything away from them. It's just to say that where I am right now, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't go through the growing pain stage. And it's, it's, it's really sad, man, because in the bigger picture, there's a lot of, uh, knowledge that's not being passed down, you know, like from old heads to younger heads, you know, there's a lot of knowledge that's not being passed down as a result of all this stuff. It, it does get detrimental. Cause I think you sit there and you try to pass on things. But then mm-hmm. you also just get tired. You know, yeah. like, I'm at the stage right now, again, I'm in my um, upper 30s, where I could talk to various people who are my contemporaries for a few years back to, you know, a few years ahead, and you just have people who just get burnt out. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, I put in my time, I've done all of these yep. showcases, yep. and I've talked to a bunch of people, and I've done consulting, I've done this and the third, and I've tried to tell people, hey, you should at least submit your music in a particular way if you're not going to listen to mm-hmm. anything else. You've been to panels, you've been to hip-hop mm-hmm. conferences, local, another type of thing. And then you sometimes just get to a point where they're like, yo, you know what? This is irritating, period. Yes. I have other period. concerns in my life where, you know, <laughs> me and I've, had years, I've had family members get sick of God knows what. I'm like, you know, some hip-hop mm-hmm. rug rat is not my fucking concern. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then you just get to a point where they're like, yo, on top of that, with some cats, especially in the hip-hop realm, I don't know how it is in the other music realms to a high degree, I've only dealt with those on certain levels, but in the hip-hop realm, like, I'm dealing with all this shit, and I'm not even eating properly. Yeah. Yeah, that, this, that's what you know. makes it so crazy. I mean, for me, it was like... Um, it's not all about money, but you had that time where you just said, like, I'm going through a whole bunch of nonsense that if I was consulting with somebody else, Exactly. I can make major money because I'm sure you probably run into one or two people like, look, I really see something in you. I'm going to try to help you out the best mm-hmm. way I can. But when stuff gets nonsensical or that PayPal deposit doesn't come in on time, or you don't <laughs> even get a thank you after helping out people, because some people don't right. even give the thank yous. Like, you don't want to feel that you're broke and you're not I'm, appreciated. Girl, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I, I used to go so hard for St. Louis. You know what I'm saying? Um, So hard. And I've, I've done so many firsts there and, and it's just it's ridiculous but you you know what what happened to me is it's like people they they take stuff for granted you know what i'm saying it's like they take things for granted they don't want to support they don't want to build they don't want to invest in you know they think they can do what you do you know and, and it just got to a point for me where it's like first of all i'm not in competition with any of you you know what I'm saying? What I'm doing is creating the platforms to push your content, you know, and that's how I originally, like when I started way back when, even going back to mp3.com, what I did was index um, different subgenres of, of hip hop, even down to the culture. I mean, you know, not just rap music. 
And um, that's how my different sites, you know, came about, whether it was B-Girl for females or, you know, uh, Planet Hip Hop or International. But Planet Hip Hop really started out as a conscious hip hop site. It still is um, conscious. Um, we're just transforming in, into more like uh, international, you know what I'm saying? Or the dirty com. I mean, just, just really, you know, whatever. So what, what I'm doing now and, and what I decided to do as a result of just all the different types of shit that was going on and just fuckery and stuff is like, you know what? I, I'm going to start, you know, preparing for where the industry is going to be within the next, you know, two to five years, you know what I'm saying? Which is essentially what I did back in the day, you know what I'm saying? And that's what um, set me apart because I could tell certain trends were going to happen. And I was always in front of those trends. And, and that's how, you know, I was able to get on with, with Microsoft music. People don't know this. Like I, I got one of the first digital distribution deals ever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this, this, this was before uh, iTunes. You know, this was through Microsoft Music. You know, I think they had uh, Sony, some other people. And, and I had three, three of my platforms. It was the hip hop tracks, the unsigned hype and diggable records, um, where, where we were handling, you know what I'm saying? We were doing the digital distribution. It wasn't Puffy. It wasn't 50. It wasn't GU. You know what I'm saying? It, it was me. And that came from, you know, um, my days on mp3.com, you know, indexing and archiving. And, and I see the same type of transition happening now within the industry. You know, we have all of these different mediums where you, you know, social media, um, tablets, you know, all these different apps. I mean, even TVs have apps now, you know. So once again, my job is to um, create, you know, the different platforms to push all of this different content. Whether you're trying to push it online, whether you're trying to push it through smart TVs, you know what I'm saying? Like connecting, well, bridging the gap between like uh, indies and 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 the techies. You know what I'm saying? You look at the the deals that like Dr. Dre and, and Jay Z are making. You know what I'm saying? And of course, like indies and and uh, up and coming artists aren't gonna make those types of deals, but they can still have you know, that type of access to some of these major, you know, tech companies. Now, that's one thing, that's entire strange scenario, too, which could be a whole other conversation. There's a lot of yeah, a lot of people who lay down foundations for how yeah. various stuff functions in this day and are just really ignored or that period of time, yeah. which, again, makes me feel old right now. I'm just there like, damn, I remember when we first started podcasting, and I'm having a few um, net stations carry. There's people that they're like, nobody's going to listen to that shit through no internet. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody fucking yeah, listening to three players like girl, that. I have people tell me, I have people tell me, oh, you doing MP3s, you're doing that free shit. Like, oh, that's cute. And then it became yeah, I had someone tell me that, like, we all here, we in the streets. You know, burning CDs and, 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 and all of that, you know, but, um, like I said, it's, it's transitioning right now and we, we have to adapt, you know, even more than adapting, we have to start controlling some of our lanes, you know, so that's why I'm jumping out here, you know, well in advance so that, you know, we can control, you know, not the majors, um, not universal. Cause you know, these guys have been trying to get their hands like, They've been trying to put a stranglehold on the, the online game forever, but they haven't been successful. You know, so this is where we can level the playing field.
slow down. This one of the few lanes. I well, I'm gonna put it like <laughs> some of us. I'm gonna put it like this. The problem with 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 Jay Z and 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 title and things like that is that. Um, that revolution isn't going to come from artists because artists are artists. And even if artists are great businessmen, okay, they're not techies. You know, this is the era of the techie, tech heads. You know what I'm saying? The techies, you know, are, are, are coming into, uh, fruition. So you, you have to have people understand the culture. You know, they are of the culture. They understand. Um, the entertainment industry, they understand the, the technical aspects, you know, technology, social media. You have to have those people to bridge the gap, to make all this stuff gel. And I, I really think that that's why, you know, uh, the labels have been um, the, where they failed because they don't they don't cover all those bases. You know, they just want to look at the the how can we put this product in this platform and push it out you know, in profit, and it takes more than that. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that people do get a loss of with everything. It's like, it's still a process. It's easier to get stuff done yeah. on some levels, mm-hmm. but it's still a huge process. And huge. while it's easier for you, it's easier for everybody else to do mm-hmm. stuff. You still got to have strategy. You still got to have yep. some professionalism with your stuff. I mean, in this day and age, for me to have somebody send a track and it says track mp 3 Oh, you, I want you, to, oh my God, I hate that. I want, I, I want to punch you in the face because I'm like, it's How do you not now. properly tag an MP3? Like, it's your song. I don't know. I don't know the name of your song. You know what I'm saying? Don't send me stuff that's that's not um, I'm properly tagged, you know? And, and it upsets me because even if I'm like, okay, I hear something, I like it, you know, I put it on the station, you know, and... and I don't know if artists understand that however your MP3 is tagged or if it isn't tagged, if you don't have someone, you know, actively checking that, like when your song comes up, people aren't going to even know who you are because there's not going to be any uh, metadata. There's not going to be any information. Like It's the least you can do. It's the least you can do. And I've had people like, like I'll hear a song um, every now and then. It's like, you know, I might, dig through and find somebody, okay, I'm going to run with this person, you know, and, and, and you get it and, and, and you, you're working with it, you know, and everything. And, and, and people, oh, God, how, how can I say this? Artists, 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 artists. Let me stop. Let me stop because I don't, I don't want artists to think that I'm just like totally ripping on artists. But it's like these are just things that they need to know. You know what I'm saying? Um because it does matter. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to do this. I don't care how easy the technology gets, you're still going to have to um, have the relationships, you know, create and maintain and nurture, you know, relationships. And if you're not professional, if you're not doing the minimum to help people who are trying to help you, and definitely if you're not trying to offset the cost, you know, so many outlets are, are shutting down and closing their doors. You know what I'm saying? So many indie outlets were losing, you know, because it, it takes money to do this stuff. And, and artists have to financially support the institutions that that provide outlets for them. Uh, no doubt. All of this is very, very true stuff. And again, respect the people who are helping you, yo. End of the day, it's all a cycle. Mm-hmm. And it's all a circle. Don't be that cat who goes on these 
you know, for the few DJ callers that are still about stuff, they mm-hmm. had to go on these calls like mad later, and because you didn't mm-hmm. keep that foundation together. When you first yeah. hit the track, you you got you put out something, you, you got on a few blogs, which I still don't know why people think that means they could be brand new. But anyway, you get I you know either. you get acting brand new. You might actually get a little bit of play, and then when everything dies down, you get sedity. You're like I can only talk to the big boys. Later mm-hmm. on, you're trying to come back. You're trying to go through the same cycle. It's yeah. it's a simple thing, you guys. Don't be a dick. We know you're not going to, even if you are the most successful artist, you're just not always going to be in a billboard. You, you know what it is they don't understand? They don't understand there's levels to this. Like, there's a level, and you, and you deal with people at every level. And at the level where they encounter people like us, I think we're we're like the the first, like, we're like the bridge between the underground and the industry, you know? So when they come to us, they have their eyes set at the big boys. They don't know that we prepare them to deal with the big boys. You know what I'm saying? So, um, when, when, when they make it, you know, they, they forget that there were steps that they had to take, you know? So when they fall off, you know, now all of a sudden they're they're right back where they started and they got to go up that same ladder again, you know? And this time, if you screw people over, if you were an asshole or whatever your problem was, you know, you're going to get stuck because you're not going to be able to advance beyond that point. You know, especially when the money runs out because it's, 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 it's the people at our level, you know what I'm saying, that, that helps these cats maintain while they're trying to figure some stuff out because the big boys are not going to mess with them if they ain't got no budget. You know that. Mm-hmm. They're not going to mess with them if they don't have a budget. Like you literally had to build and make up your own career. And having a foundation mm-hmm. is truly key. Because when the first thing, even if you talk about the quote-unquote majors, they're going to be like, well, who's paying attention to you? Who's listening to stuff? Because you got a few A&R well, I got, the old school I way, got but... five million Twitter followers. Yeah, you can buy fake followers. No, nobody cares about that. I mean, it's nice to have it actually interact if they're actually interacting with your stuff because people can search all that now, which is a whole other thing. If you're buying fake followers, mm-hmm. you're an idiot. Get yourself a good meal because you'll be spending your money on better than buying five thousand to thousand fake followers. That's retarded. But, you know what um, gets to me are the ones who it's like they don't even try to hide it. Like if you go to someone's page and they got all these views, like. 50,000 views, but 17 likes. Yeah. You know? Come on there, guys. (laughs) Like, uh, okay. Or, you know, you look at where the views are coming from, and they're all coming from Slovenia somewhere. Yeah, literally there's software that these companies have that they can look at your joint and be like, okay, this is either authentic or like you said, this is coming from East Uzbekistan mm-hmm. like 20,000 times. Well, people people like us, we don't need software. We can look at this. We've watched all of this evolve. You know what I'm saying? So we know just looking at it, whether or not it's it's organic or manufactured. They're going to care more about the organic. When you hear about these folks who are actually doing stuff now, we've mm-hmm. been seeing them for quite some time. Doing things. Right. Kendrick Lamar just didn't pop out of nowhere with Good Kid Mad City right. and the latest album. He was doing the independent grind. Jay Electronica, however you may yep. feel about his shenanigans right now, mm-hmm. he was doing that indie grind for at least three years. Two to three years. You know I can tell you when we first started getting stuff. Before they, it, Rock it's Nation crazy, man. 
when when you think about like how cats got their start, I remember when VOB got on. I had to go back through old emails. Like, wait a minute, you know what I'm saying? Like that's it. You know, and. Haters everywhere. Mm-hmm. I remember that joint. When he did the haters everywhere single. I remember that joint. Yeah, it's it's like you know people. It's it's just crazy. And and one minute, you know, they're they're on the underground, and then you know they're working through the ranks or whatever. And the next thing you know, they they got on. You know, but to people who don't know the process, I mean, they think that this stuff is happening overnight. You know, and it's not happening overnight. It's it's happening. You know, over the course of time. I mean, most of the time, by the time the music comes out, it's already, what, two, three years old? Mm-hmm. Or it might have been something that we've had for a minute. You're just getting it now on yeah. the platform. Oh, my God. Do, do you remember the weed share files, the weed share service? Oh, yeah. Back in the day? Okay, I was on weed share, and it was really funny because um, I used to promote in different um, on different sites, and one of the sites was like Billboard. You know, and it was like a billboard blog where you could go and comment or something and add something. So I added something. I don't know. I don't know if it was like from unsignhype.org or from Diggable or STL Hip Hop or whatever, but it was definitely uh, music, you know, and it was like the, I think the weed file things or whatever. And guess who else was in there? You'll never guess. Mm-hmm. Kelly Clarkson. I was like, are you kidding me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like right there. You know what I'm saying? Like at that point in time, it's like, wow, like she was on the grind. She was doing the weed file share, you know, way back when. And it was just like, wow, like seriously. Cause I think, I think Billboard had, had a, a, a tag or a section or a category for weed file. Yeah, there, there was a lot going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you had the weed people. file. Yeah. Like there, there was Doom. a lot of good work and grind. And, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of that. I mean, when people talk about MySpace, it's a joke now, but I'm like, man. Yeah, MySpace. I first heard Janelle Monet via MySpace. And people sending me her stuff from there. You know what I'm saying? That was before she got, um, the, um, that was way before Bad Boy, but that was before, um, wow. When she used to be with, um, God, when she used to do stuff with Big Boy a whole lot. And before she put out that first EP and what have you. And then, you know, she later on came out and did the album, whatever. And we're just there like, shit, this is bugged out. Like, in other <laughs> words, people next to nobody just comes out and just they're like, hey, I'm doing something. You might have, like, maybe 5 to 10% of those cats. Mm-hmm. But and it, it's, it's, it's you, a grind and it's a, and it's, and it's a struggle for a lot of folks. And for those who still are able to maintain, it's because, mm-hmm. A, they still put out quality products. And B, somebody right. down the line, even if they're a weirdo, somebody who they work with mm-hmm. and pushes their stuff isn't a weirdo. So, right. you know, <laughs> get, get your stuff together. There's a reason why there's certain PR people and marketing folks and other stuff who are still around because they might be there like, yeah, this artist might be difficult, but this person is decent. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'll, I'll and, check um, them out because they've acted decent. One of the, the, the things we used to do, you know, during the early days is like, um, we would be some of the first, I, I, a lot of these artists, we, we, we either did their first interviews online or one of their first interviews online, you know, so many artists came through, I mean, fresh, new, you know, uh, green, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they, and probably more honest and direct than, than, than ever, 
you know, because when they're new in the industry, they'll tell you anything. Like if you do an interview with them, you know, they're not polished. They don't know how to, you know, deflect questions and, and things like that. You know, but we like Jeezy, you know, Boys in the Hood, Pitbull, uh, T.I. I didn't even know who T.I. was. Like, seriously, I had no idea who he was. You know, and the label was like, oh, we got to get T.I. We got to get him on the site. And, and, you know, I was asking people and I, you know, they told me, they showed me the video and I was familiar with the song. I just didn't know his name was T.I. You know, and um, the T.I., it's, it's like, it, it's funny because I was thinking about that when you were talking about how, you know, these guys get on and they try to act brand new and they try to act like they're too, you know, big to deal with you when they don't understand that, like, people like us, when, when these people do get on, we're the ones, you know what I'm saying, to do some of their first interviews, you know, for the major label. Yeah, man. And now, it's interesting. Right now, I think the social media thing put it to a different level with musicians because you got that. It's a double-edged sword of, I think, all social media. It's like, hey, stars are just like us. And yeah. we can talk to whatever, but it's also like, wow, stars are just like us, and their worst ways could be wild, fucked up, and petty. <laughs> and I didn't want to know mm-hmm. anything about that. And now I can't listen to some of this music the same no more. Or oh right, man, yeah, I hate oh, that. Oh, oh, you're being a dick toward this media person and this other media person. You're, you know, kissing their ass, and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. alrighty, yeah. you put this in public, okay, guy or girl. <laughs> I, yeah. I see how you are, you know. Like, there's a reason why certain artists on this day, like, yo, some people just need to let your shit go. And maybe that's a whole other new lesson in this day and age too. If you're too crazy. Maybe. Like, you're crazy and you can't back it up with, like, something that's like, wow, you're crazy and your stuff is dope. Just have somebody take away your phone. <laughs> take away your phone, take away your tablet, or hire an intern to do your promo tweets. Just trust and believe. People get tired of that real quick. If people get tired of Kanye, they're going to get tired of you. With social media. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, Kanye that guy, literally man. saves himself with, with his music. At this juncture, he it 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 literally all fell down. You know, like the second he puts out mediocrity, it's gonna be a problem. He's lucky he has it, but it's like, bruh, just I mean, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to tell you to shut the fuck up because we all have the right to express ourselves. I think it all uh, fell down. I I I, I I'm I hoping know. he, you know, takes some time to you know reflect and and just sort some things out, you know, because, you know, what concerns me about him is, is just really this whole 180 that he's done, you know, and the fact that, I mean, he, he really, he's not the same as he was before his mom passed away, you know, and just with the whole situation that I went through, you know, with, with my mom, I don't know if people know, you know, my mom was in a coma for um a couple of months. You know, and it was touch and go. So, you know, to experience that and, and, and to, to to feel so close to losing my mom, you know, I, I know how, you know, a little bit how that feels. You know, I'm sure it's intensified by a million, you know, to actually lose your mom, you know, but it's 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 something that'll just tear you apart, you know, and then to not have any other siblings, you know what I'm saying? Or, and I don't know if he has a father in his life or or what, but just to be out there, you know, aimless wandering, you know, 
that that's hard, you know, and, and I just feel like people in his circle, I don't know, it, it could be him, it could be people in his circle, you know, he, it, 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 whatever the reason why it didn't happen, I, I, I really don't want to focus on, it's like the fact that it still needs to happen, I mean, something's got to give, like really, um, I don't know if you saw what Ryan says, did you see what, he, he did an interview with, um, I can't remember who it was, but he did an interview and he was saying that Kanye needed, uh, help, you know, and that yeah. he had too many yes people around him and, you know, some other things. So just on a level of just, just human, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm not a Kanye fan at all, you know, um. Yeah, I think that brother definitely has some issues he needs to resolve, you know what I'm saying? Like, now, I was talking about this a few days ago. I'm like, the bad thing about Kanye is I think why so many people have a bit of an investment, either they like his music or no, is that mm-hmm. he's the cat you look at. And you can kind of be there like he wasn't one extreme or the other in terms of what the boxes they want to put black folks in. Mm-hmm. But even with that, with um, people from the outside telling him he wasn't going to be shit, to people within our own community telling him he wasn't going to be shit. He was mm-hmm. that dude. If nothing else, he made it. Right. You that cat was like, yeah, all y'all motherfuckers say I'm a weirdo or I'm not supposed to do this, mm-hmm. but you know, I grinded, I got to this point, I got more successful than most people do, and I think for mm-hmm. you know a lot of black folks who might not have the extremes of experiences people say you're supposed to have for whatever fucking reason, it's just they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's right, we can do our thing, whatever, whatever, and then you just see him kind of like seemingly waste the opportunity by being on some fuck shit on certain things. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, uh, dog, reason, why do you gotta be a, why you gotta be a sexist? Why you gotta be goofy and all this, you know, other stuff? Because a part of me yeah. admires the fact that he's just said, like, look, I'm gonna be on my performance artist crazy motherfucker shit. I don't give a fuck. Because most people don't get to do that period as a creative. Much less mm-hmm. as a black creative, especially in this age. Mm-hmm. At the same token, he right. has such a weird imbalance with it, it bugs me out. I'm just telling you, you're talking all this, I don't give a fuck shit, but you're still sweating white America and Eurocentric shit. It turned yeah. out to be like the, the, the height of heights. And, the, you know, you'll diss the chick that you were with beforehand who was mixed for doing certain things, but your current wife did a sex tape and all this other shit. And her family <laughs> has a bunch of issues. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that that means you're necessarily bad people, but it's like you can't be on this bullshit all the time and then expect people to still completely embrace you. I mean, with the last round of stuff, you got a lot of folks who are there like, yo, this album sucks. Completely fuck this dude, because this dude on a certain bunch of levels, at bare minimum is tortured, at bare maximum it's just a shitty human being, regardless of what the fuck happened mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I feel you for losing a parent. I've lost a parent, you know what I'm saying? Past few years, I've lost a lot of folks' family, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm mm-hmm. like, I understand that's pain. I can't tell somebody to quote unquote get over pain because that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Everybody deals mm-hmm. with grief in different ways and stress in different ways. But it's like, dog, you can't keep being on this and just keep acting the fucking fool. And you're trying to alienate uh, people who definitely. have supported you. Like, you, you I can't mean, do and then that. it's it's that, and then you got to look at. I mean, this guy's showing up at award shows, drunk, bottles of Hennessy. It's like. I'm just saying in those conditions, you know what I'm saying? You you don't know what type of decisions he's making or things that he's capable of doing. You know what I'm saying? If he's under the influence and just out there like that, you know, and, and really it's like for what? You know, so 
it's, it's just a lot. And to watch this stuff play out and there's no intervention or anything, you know, I, I just hope he, you know, gets better. Yeah, I mean, I hope ultimately the brother gets, you know, his business together. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's like you got a family, you got kids, you just need to have your own peace of mind. Because if nothing else, the past few years, I'm like, peace That's of mind. That's what it is, peace I of mind. So yes. damn much Brad, right now. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. He doesn't seem like he has a peace of mind. He seems like he's just out here, um, aimless. Yeah, and it's and it's a sad thing, you know. And I'm like, you're putting that joint out there, and I think you said it perfectly with Rhyme Fest Dump, such a quote that he did, where he's like, yo, my man needs help, and people ain't really trying to get him help. I mean, ultimately, I think you mm-hmm. make your own decision to how you do your life. I mean, people can mm-hmm. put a ton of shit in front of you, and you could choose right. not to do anything. But it's like, right. you know, dog, you know, you're, you're the wife you have two kids with ain't like, yo, man, you might chill out a bit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Your, your peoples, if if you even have close peoples with God, I can't imagine that dealing with all that bullshit and not having close peoples, but it, it can happen. Mm-hmm. You don't got your close peoples being there like, look, yo, you know, you need to chill the fuck out with some of this shit. Because I think in a way he has a weird genius to the shit that he does. Yeah. On like, I believe he's like 55% genuinely fucking crazy. <laughs> and 45% savvy as fucking it, and it fluctuates depending mm-hmm. on the day you know it mm-hmm. could be one extreme side another day can I look at some of this stuff I'm just there like you might be one of the great performance artists of our time with this bullshit you're pulling like you know some of the shit you're doing is bullshit you can just tell some of the shit he does where I'm like this is kind of brilliant in it's own fucked up way but then you do something like you know just talking a whole bunch of misogynistic bullshit it's like bro really you didn't have to go there, you know what I'm saying? You didn't have to be thirsty talking about, you know, instead of giving some stuff to Africa, give give me some money so I could do great ideas. Shit, it's like, bro, come on, man. Like, that's... see, that's the kind of stuff that I can't excuse. If it were just, you know, the typical, you know, bragging and all that kind of stuff, I I wouldn't even care. But it's like when he, when he does stuff like that, when he um you know, throws the kids in the mix, Amber Rose's kid, child, and, and all this other kind of stuff. It's it's like, that. that's where you, like, really, you know, have crossed the line. You know, it's not a, I mean, I don't care how genius you are. You know, it's just certain things you just don't do just out of, I mean, it's just, it's, it's tasteless. Yeah, man. Like, like, when all that went down, I'm still like, bro, really? Really, you're doing legitimate fuckboy shit. You know what I'm saying? And I had to rant about that on the show because I'm just here like, you're the ex nobody wants to be bothered with because you're just mm-hmm. living your again. However you feel about Amber Rose, I'm like she was just probably living her life that day, mm-hmm. chilling, cooling out. Quite frankly, I think she's kept it way more cooler than most people would have with the shit he talks on a big level. You just probably got somebody like, girl, look at what this Negro talking about on your Twitter. Not just about you, yeah, my, but about my your My question kid. is, why is he talking about her? Because I, money, to, money don't buy happiness, apparently. <laughs> That's the only okay. thing I can look at. I did. Thank you. Like, like money, really money and relationships can't buy happiness. Because when I looked at that, okay. Jordan, I was like, you're married. You got two yeah. kids. I'm assuming you would be mm-hmm. living the dream. You got more money than most people mm-hmm. would remotely know what to do with. You know what I'm saying? Right. You get to live. You get to live profitably, as a creative, even with those ugly ass clothes you design. <laughs> oh wow, they're else. awful. 
but I'm like, I'm like, hey, you're making it. What can I say? You're making it. And one of the things that comes out of your mouth when somebody wasn't even talking about you was, let's talk about that. Nobody was even talking about you or your wife. Mm-hmm. You know, Wiz Khalifa was just high, probably typing something that he smoked some really good weed. And mm-hmm. next thing, you know, you're doing is like, like that was a clapback he was holding in. I'm like, mm-hmm. you were really mad that this woman yeah. didn't just move yeah. on, but she's been doing pretty good without you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, I'm like, I would have never thought maybe, what, seven, eight years ago, we'd be like, wow, Amber Rose is going to be the most classy person out of this entire situation. Mm-hmm. Nobody wow, would have never guessed that. Nobody would have ever thought that. And when they brought in the kid and she brought up the sex thing, I was like, you know what? I'm not saying it's polite. I can't be mad, though. Because <laughs> you brought your kid in the situation. This is yeah. who's, who's kept some, well, I'm pretty sure some pretty damn big secrets about you. For a mm-hmm. long time, on her own, where she could have easily sold you out so quick, she just had, and she only did it in like two tweets. So I'm like, you know, yeah. she knows some stuff. Where she just there like, look, you are doing whatever, whatever during this. Bam, them tweets disappeared. People were apologizing. Oh yeah, I'm oh like, yeah, the, the apologies. I was like, whoa. I'm, I'm like, she you knows. Know. I'm like, she knows some stuff. But somebody gave you a reminder. Oh yeah, I, I can't even yeah. be mad at that, yo. Yeah, she knows some stuff. Cause I'm like, people get hurt for talking about other people's kids. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she definitely knows some stuff. You know, I'm like, you're lucky that didn't happen. Because if that happened, I wouldn't have even been mad. Like, oh, somebody mm-hmm. smacked Kanye up. Well, you shouldn't talk about nobody's baby. What the baby do? <clears throat> what does she do? Like I said, she's probably just living her life that day. <laughs> and it's like, where are my exes talking some bullshit about me? Oh, and my baby. All right. <laughs> <laughs> let's, wow. Let's, let's go to war, you know what I'm saying? And that wasn't even war, you know? I'm like, she could have really I... went in about your, she really could have really went in about your entire wife's family because... They're kind of a mess, you know. Kinda. Well, I'm being nice, you know. I mean, I I, okay. I don't I don't know about certain about certain people's life experiences. Okay. I, but I'm just there, like, look. I'm like, you know, she could even she could be like, dog, look at your family, dog. <laughs> do, do you do you even have a step pop, yo? You don't even got a step pop, yo. Man, within, within please. All she had to do was just. She, she could have been wild, nasty about it, but just Ray J. That's it. Just tweet that word. Yeah. I'm, I'm like she could have been wild. She could have been wild, nasty. It would have all been facts. All yeah. of it would have been facts. It would have been like, no, you want to attack me? I'm just gonna throw this little um tidbit out real quick. And okay, you shut up. That's right. But seriously, man, I I hope that dude gets help, man. I think I think he could do a lot if he gets some help on like bigger levels than just you know mm-hmm. the um music and arts and. Like in a way, I think him marrying into that fam might be one of the worst things he's done. Not necessarily because I mean I don't know Homegirl. I don't necessarily know she's a bad person. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you're dealing with a family of like narcissistic media hoes, mm-hmm. and you already were kind of that dude. And whatever yeah. marketing lesson you're learning, you've become worse for it. And I don't know what this, um, mm-hmm. I'm only going to stream from title shit is, but that's not going to last oh, long, Oh, wow. You know? That is not going to last long at all. I mean, they're, they're already going through it. They've had so many CEO changes and, um. They just had one last week, I think. Top CEO executive. and CFO. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and um, I think Rihanna's album didn't do that great on there. I mean, I know they did all those, like, download jobs or whatever, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, y'all still, y'all are at the highest levels. Like, you still got a product you need to push, you know? Yeah. You can't be like, everybody's just going to stay on title forever and listen to my album. Like, that's why they said that you <laughs> got, like, what, half over, like, it already went gold or something via mm-hmm. illegal torrent. And that's just torrents. You yeah. don't even know the other services. Yep. Or whatever. It's like, yeah, I, I know you're trying to do something that, that seems cute, but you're going to mm-hmm. need to get it together, yeah. Oh, definitely. Your album, eventually, people aren't going to care about, and it's going to go through. The fact that Def Jam could have even put out an official promo for it that was clean or dirty. Like, somebody had to actually pull that joint out and do it. I'm just there like, you're messing up. You're messing yeah. the fuck up, okay? And I'm not saying you gotta put out CDs or whatever again, but I'm like, right now, Kendrick put out an unreleased project that mm-hmm. is going to end up killing it more than you because unless it's gonna be like a huge project for when you, you know, drop you, that, that upcoming tour, you're screwing up. You know, but who knows, man? That dude's a nut. He'll probably put out like some deluxe packaging bullshit for like a thousand dollars or something, and some with a pair of Yeezys. Exactly, and some goofballs will end up buying it. <laughs> Which is why I'm like, at this juncture, I'm just there, like, you're a performance right. artist. You know, this is what you do. Just don't fuck it up too bad, and get yourself some help when you can in between. Pretty much, because who knows? Maybe he's scared of getting some help that'll mess up his creativity. I mean, some artists yeah, are that, that way, it could, you know? Yeah, some artists are that way. It could be that. I mean, that could be it. Um, that could very well be it. And, you know, I can understand somebody being there like, I don't want to take no pill and lose my creativity. I get that. But it's like, don't crack up, yo. If nothing else, you got kids you got to live for. It ain't just about you no more, you know? Don't be, don't be that dude. But I don't know. Don't be that dude. That should be the entire thing for rap people at large. Don't be that dude. Don't be that dude. Most of y'all don't even have Kanye talent. Don't be that dude, okay? <laughs> Most of y'all don't even got those good beats. I know young folks oh, wow. can make a living and stuff, but come on, guys, let's let's not pretend that's going to last forever. Oh man, when I first heard him well not even his music when i saw his name i thought it was a joke young thug it's one of those things that just makes me realize that either a i'm getting older and i'm getting to that older point where certain <laughs> shit i'm just not going to get at all <laughs> or b outside superficial marketing must be the most amazing thing on certain levels because i'm like this dude looks like a sideshow he, oh wow. He sounds like a mess to me most of the time. But somehow, he touches people. So, yeah. What what do I know? You know what I'm saying? Aside, I, 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 I didn't I live a certain life in Atlanta. I, I don't know certain stuff. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't really get Future's appeal either. Though, Future's a lot of these guys better, I just but, don't get. Mm. I, don't, I don't get the appeal. I don't see anything extraordinary in them. Oh, Future, um, granted, he chooses good beats. 
I will give him that. Like I can see like okay. for the club vibe or whatever. That dude knows how to choose a beat. The bullshit he be semi singing, I don't fucking know about that shit. But see, it's like, that's what I'm talking about. That, you know. Like some of these cats, I'm like, y'all got good production. Like your producers are helping out more than you. But then I talk to people from those areas, like some people are just Whatever you're talking about hits a certain way, so I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. Maybe that's me being 37 going on 38. I'm like, I don't fucking know <laughs> what this bullshit is. All right, whatever. Y'all, Girl. y'all, <laughs> you know. Like I have John. Like, see, I'm older than you, and I felt that way about certain shit beforehand. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Like, we only got that seven year age difference, but there's certain stuff. Yeah, I'll just be there, like, I'm feeling this. I ain't feeling this shit at all. It's like, alright. <laughs> maybe that just naturally happened. Or maybe we just been doing it too long. Who knows? Or a combination. Yeah. I think sometimes, even now, with like some of these new cats, they're like, this is super lyrical souls. I'm like, this is boring as fuck. I've heard it before. I know. It's like I heard this 20 years ago. Yeah, no. I've heard this. T- I've heard this dude ten years ago. They were called Eminem. I really don't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I already, we've already lived this. Now, you know. Now I'll give you props if you're competent, but man, like one of my friends is, is only only feels so what feels like whatever about Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. And she just said like I don't hate him, but we're at this age. We've heard cats like this. Well, see, that's the thing, and that that's kind of how I I feel about him. It's not to take anything away from him, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like I've I've just I I came up in an era where most uh, I would say the majority of the people I listened to were better than him, you know. So, and that's just my own personal opinion, personal take, you know. And and I think um, time will tell. You know what I'm saying? When you look at the the journals, you know, and and who has longevity and who, you know, achieves certain status, you know, I I mean, like critique, critically acclaimed, you know, that type stuff, not not status in terms of like sales or anything like that, but the things that really matter to us, you know, time will tell. But yeah, it's like when when, when you come up with, 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 I mean, so many greats. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 almost unfair to them. You know what I'm saying? To these guys, they can't help it. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be in these shadows. Yeah, man. Like I don't know. Like I expect people to be influenced by music, but I mean, hell, if we just talk about hip hop alone, depending on definition, it's been around for 35 to 40 years. Yeah, I'm going to mm-hmm. hear certain influences by certain cats. But I also don't need to hear carbon, dead-ass carbon copies. <laughs> you know, like for me, yeah, you hear, of course you hear different influences from Kendrick, but I'm like, he's not mm-hmm. a dead-ass carbon copy. I can still be like, here's this young dude's personality. And I mm-hmm. really like the way he experiments with certain, like, production and musical things and all that other type of stuff. I'm like, yeah, I can, I can fuck with this. Some other people understand, like, yeah, so here's bootleg Jay-Z. Here's bootleg Biggie. Mm-hmm. Here's bootleg Eminem. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever, whatever. This is like white noise. I can vacuum the house too. I'm not really <laughs> feeling offended, but I really just don't give a shit, you know. 
but it takes a certain level of stuff up that they're like, no, like I don't get Fetty Wap at all. I don't get I Nature. Don't. I don't get Young. I don't. I don't. Certain characters, I'm like, what? Yes. Hmm. I don't get. I don't get those dudes to do that California song. I'm like, it's the most boring fucking song on the planet. I don't care if you uh-huh. got T.I. or Snoop on it, or this, you know, lazy-ass Frankie Beverly and Maze sample. Why are people sweating this? And it's not like we didn't deal with shit that sucked before. And I'll be the first one to say there was some stuff back in the day that sucked. Oh, yeah. But this, I'm like, mm. you know, if I can't really listen to this sober, it's not really good. So I don't know. <laughs> What to say? Like, maybe you're making music for everybody who's drunk and, and lit up. I don't understand. I love. Manicure. I think that's what it is. I think. I think that's what it is. I isn't isn't that what trap music is? That's not what it is. I think to a degree it is. You know, but it's like, <laughs> dear God, like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not supposed to be there. Like, well, after five vodka, this will be okay. That's not how music is supposed to work. At least for me. You know, I was able to hear something to be taken to a different zone, not just be there like, oh, oh, okay, well, I see why it's a hit. Like, I could dissect stuff and be like, I see why it's a hit. Like, oh, the beat will bang in a club speaker. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the, the hook is easy to sing you if you don't know what the fuck anybody else is talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, but like, oh, am I going to play this for myself? No. Uh, no. Probably you know, and I'm not on the I hate hip hop Steve or whatever, but like this mainstream stuff, man. I don't know. It's even garbage. the videos, yeah, even the videos are mad boring. Almost like, oh, here's a club scene, here's a street scene, here's yeah. me stunting, lathering, mm-hmm. repeat. It's like, damn, at least make an interesting video. Here's the same, boor- even the models are boring. The same, the same everything, model. the same. Oh, here's the product placement. That's dumb, obvious. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes. All right. I mean, if you're gonna blow a budget, at least make make something visually exciting. But I don't know. They don't. They don't. Um. I think the reason you know we're saying that is because you know they don't. They get on and they think it's just a continuation of, of what got them there. They don't understand that, okay, now this is where you have to step it up, you know, and you have to have that team in place. You know what I'm saying? You got to have consultants, you know, you got to have people who, you know, do different things because that's what, that's like the, the season salt, you know, for, for your, uh, that gives you the flavor, you know, and they don't do that. They think that because they can rap that just, all of these things are just going to happen magically, and it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's just bugged out to me. I'm going to tell like, shit, yo, like, if you know you're going to be a one-hit wonder, or you might have that risk. That's why they're a one-hit wonder. It's because they're, they're just so they're basic. It's just the basic. I mean, when you think of, I mean, especially when you don't have, like, talent like that, you know what I'm saying? When you don't have like a a certain level of talent, then you you gotta have this other stuff. Now, if you got talent, yeah, you can be slipping in another category. Mm-hmm. 
you know, but you can't be slipping in those categories and, and then be whack on top of that. No. I'm saying, I'm like, I want to be like, have the most, I don't know, maybe I just look at things, things that well, I'm like, I want to have the most extravagant video where if I got to go out, you'll always play my video. Something will be interesting mm-hmm. in my music ain't dope. Not like, wow, I don't want to watch either thing. <laughs> or the video does not make my, oh, you know how back in the day some videos actually seem to make the song better? Yeah. I mean, don't you remember back in the day we used to, oh, Michael Jackson has a new video coming out. Like that, like that was yeah. it. That was like the end of the world. Yeah. Or you hear about yeah. somebody having something else, and that's like, oh, YouTube link dropped. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God, I have to tell you what I watched last night. Um, and I've watched so it, it was just <laughs> Tisha Campbell. Oh no, I saw that joint. I was just like, wait. Uh. <laughs> after that, like. I saw that a few days ago in the morning, whatever, because that was on my timeline. I'm like, yeah, I've had about enough of the day already. I, I can't. I, um, okay. I remember seeing it in my feed, and and I was joking. Like, we're, we're going to make a, um, my cousin and I, we were going to make a, a diss track, you know, for the response. You know, just judging off the name. I think the name was Lazy Bitch, so I thought she was talking. We, we didn't even know what the concept of it was. It was just the mere fact that she had the audacity, you know what I'm saying, to, to drop something, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we we watched it last night, and it was funny because when, when I went on YouTube uh, to look up the video, uh, what popped up was a, a video from her cell phone. I'm guessing it was her cell phone or someone's cell phone. And she's telling the story behind the song, which was basically... Uh, what was the story behind it? It's so crazy. Oh, she was getting her hair done um, at a salon or going to get her hair done, and, and whoever was there wouldn't let her go first. You know, so she felt dissed, you know, and she's like, you know, I've I've given up. Like, she's worked with a lot of people, Cicely Tyson and all these different people and all of this, and how people want her in it. I don't know. It was just really crazy because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like get an idea. Okay. What is the song about the fact that some chick wouldn't allow you to get in the chair first, you know, like what, what is this? And then when we actually watch the video, it has nothing to do with that. And then it's just horrible. I mean, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's, it's, it's it's one of those situations where you're just in awe. You you don't you have no words, like no words at all. And so um, I don't know. I don't even know if we need to do a diss track because I think she's just herself enough. Yeah, like, I'm about seriously. to say save save your recording time and, and leave that alone. And I saw that joke, and I was just there like, okay, I don't, I don't even feel like commenting on this. Y'all, y'all know this is garbage. Yeah. I'm just gonna move on. From yeah, but it, I, our response was gonna be a joke, but it's like it, you can't even. You know what it is? It's like when you see someone down, you just have to to, to just leave them. They'll kick them while they're down. You know, like like Serena with uh, Sheriff Pope. What, how, how do you pronounce her name? I can never pronounce her name. Sheriff um, Oh, the Sheriff chick, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, her. 
she is she's really feeling it. Like her sponsors are dropping her left and right. Good. I got no tears for her. You know, you know, Serena. If Serena like had a soda before the match. It had extra caffeine. Booth. They'd be screaming mm-hmm. on her. So. Oh, you that know was- that. But Serena, she's she's been really classy. She she just you know, she took the high ground and just let. I mean, because this girl, her career is over. You know. Yeah. They they they're trying to softball her thing a little bit, but it's like, come on, yeah. Well, they were trying to, but now I think and- they're just. I mean, because think about it, man, it's, it's, come on now. Mm-hmm. How can you be an endorser for Nike and you've been taking these performance enhancing drugs and you haven't been able to beat Serena in all the time you played her since 2005? That's the thing I find the funniest. I'm like, yo, you took all this mess I know. <laughs> and you weren't it's able to lost. even, even beat Serena. You still got crushed. It's like I put on somebody that's else's why page. she's losing like, her sponsors. Yeah, that's why I put on somebody else's page. I'm like, see, that's black excellence for you. This white girl was drugged up. Yeah, and exactly. Serena and still was can still crushing it. Yeah. I know they had that meme where they had Sharapova looking bitter as hell when Serena was getting one of those awards talking about the face you have when you take drugs and you still can't be Serena. I'm like, that's fair, <laughs> actually. That's a super legitimate uh, um, statement. But yeah, but yeah. She was, I think she, I think she was getting more endorsement money for a minute too. Oh yeah, she she Arena. was getting she was getting more endorsement. That was like a huge um, issue, you know. People were like, "How is she getting all these endorsement deals?" And Serena isn't, you know. And they're dropping her like flies. I mean, they're dropping her left and right. Yeah, man. I'm just like, well, you know, have the breaks. Play the. You know, the brakes instrumental by Curtis Blow. That's that's your life. You, you screwed up. That's the brakes. You know, I'm like y'all went after um Marion for them drugs when she was running. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Interesting point. Mm-hmm. And, and and they slammed oh, yeah. her down. So oh, they slammed her all the way down. You know, I'm like y'all. Y'all should know the game by now. And you just made it ultra embarrassing because again, you didn't even beat nobody. You know, hate to say it, <laughs> Marion was black. They were going to get in her ass regardless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm like, mm-hmm. you're that little blonde white girl, and and they were probably mad at you because they were like, we kept giving you all these chances, and and you still screwed up. We can't even say that you won and try to to tap that. Exactly. And I'm glad Serena's being exactly. classy. You know, like she she she's a classy broad in general. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she is. Like. I'm sure somewhere privately she just there like, yeah, that bitch, fuck her. But she's like, I'm, I'm gonna keep it cool. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just struggle, things happen, you know. But yeah, just looking at how the news are trying to pad it, like, oh well, she had this thing, and that's why she's like, no, she took them drugs that y'all knew were wild illegal. Yeah, the, how are they out. trying to come out with this new? Uh, what what are they trying to say? They're trying to do this like little new like random spin on it and whatever. Like, like, she, like, say that she has something and she took it. I was like, y'all took it from, she took it for bad years, dog. It was even like a one-time thing and you can say that that may or may not have been a mistake. That's, that's quite alright. News, God, the weekend always looks horrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> he has tried hard. Um, are, are you going to South by Southwest this year? No. No, I don't have time for it, and quite frankly, honestly, at this juncture, the music part does not really mm-hmm. attract me too much. If I mm-hmm. go to South by Southwest, which hopefully I'll do next year, I'll go for more of the tech mm-hmm. stuff at the film. 
Oh, definitely. No, I was just wondering if you were, I was just wondering if you were one of the people who are going to be skipping Nancy Reagan's funeral to attend South by Southwest. Well, fuck that. I wouldn't be going to that shit. No way. <laughs> fuck Nancy Reagan. Well, 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 well. Fuck the stuff. Some, well, fuck some. Well, fuck some of the stuff that she pushed. I can't say fuck Nancy Reagan. That's, that's just say no. How about that? I about to say yeah. I about to say I'll just say no to that on multiple levels, and just say no helped out nobody <laughs> really, but law enforcement. Or you could just say fuck. Just say no. Well, that that could work too. You know? Okay. Okay. Quite frankly, I'm. Well, no, that's that's me. I don't know if I should say that. Um, well, screw it. Um, I'm waiting for Clarence to transition. He, he needs to go. He can join Clarence. Scalia. He, he needs to join Scalia. Clarence, he actually spoke. Yeah, because his boy Scalia wasn't there. He probably his, had delusions of grandeur. His first words in ten years. Stupid. His first words in ten years. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't like wishing evil upon nobody. But if something happens to Clarence, I ain't gonna be mad. I mean, I I think that whoever wins next is is gonna get to a point, a couple, because some of those people, it's like they gotta just be barely hanging on. Well, you know, they're they're all wild old besides Robert. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that Ralph Bader Ginsburg just trying to hold it down as long as she can. So you know, she's done. You know what? So I don't Mayor understand. Isn't too old, but. You know, she only has why, a decade. Why do they serve until they die? Like, they literally stay on the job until they die. There's no, I'm going to retire, you know, I've done my X number of years. Just because you can, there isn't a term doesn't mean that, you know what I'm saying? You you don't just put in time. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you're literally going to stay on this job until you croak. Well, I mean, if you have a job that you know is guaranteed to pay you an insane amount of money, it gives you an insane amount of power, and a lot of those folks work for that job all their life, I can see why most of them stay in there. Like, only I few mean, of them until actually retire. you die, until the day you die. Well, some of those folks, especially if they're like, the, the way they have it right now, where unfortunately too many people are diehard one way or the other with certain things, like... You know, I hate to say it, even without me disagreeing on his politics, Clarence Thomas has nothing to offer. <laughs> but I mean, important. and then I mean, there, and if it is a lifetime uh, position, they should be required to 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 take tests. You know, like mental health health tests, uh, physicals. You know, um, who knows what's going on with some of them? I mean, what if they're developing Alzheimer's or something? We, how would we even know this? Dude, that's the thing. Nobody would really, really know. And that's the crazy, unfortunate side of everything with all of this, too. With the way these politicians are fooled, they're trying to, to, to feel that they can hopefully stack a deck. So, like, I know when Scalia died, I'm just like, well, the presidential election's already nuts. It's gonna be after us because now they got that pressure on them, and mm-hmm. at least at least one or two more is gonna probably go out in the next eight years. Mm-hmm. Oh, so definitely. Got, so you got them trying to play chess with it, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to know what what is your opinion of your boy Trump? Honestly, they ain't gonna do shit to Trump. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get a nomination. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know it. Like they're talking all this broker convention bullshit. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that it's, it's not going to happen because Trump's already punked him out and played him out. Am I surprised mm-hmm. at the way he is? No, because he's always been a prick. You know what I'm saying? Now he's just a prick on a larger scale of the GOP. <laughs> they didn't just sleep on him. They also were incompetent throughout the, the eight years they've been down here. Me living in this area, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen everything that happened to the government shutdown, live in a living color. I had some of that affect my money. You know what I mean? On top of other stuff, like the GOP promised a whole bunch of nonsense while dissing other groups of people. And now they got their Frankenstein's monster who, you know, if nothing else, he knows how to run a sideshow. Oh, he knows definitely. How, he knows how to get attention from the media because that's been the majority of his life. He's had enough money to do certain things on his own. And I think ultimately at the end of the day, if he gets enough numbers, like a significant amount of numbers, like let's say there's some Super Tuesday thing, Get to a certain point that he like gets, I think, Florida and some other spots. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's completely over. Now, do I think he needs to get kicked in the teeth? Of course I do, because while he's a great showman, he's being a showman using while well, fucking with the worst aspects of people, which is racism and sexism mm-hmm. and classism, like when they had all them crazy ass rallies and whatnot. Now. I'm curious to see who's going to run as VP, because I actually think if he gets selected or not, it's going to run more on who he has as VP mm. than him himself, because he's going to eventually have to learn how to talk about some, some real shit, and if it's not going to be right. him, it's going to have to be somebody else. Now, if he goes, like, paleny, he'll lose, because even these GOP cats who tend to be limbings on certain stuff are going to be like, we can't have two times crazy, but I mm. can't see who the hell he would choose as VP. Right Man, now. Trump is so crazy. I think he chews himself as his own uh, VP. It would have surprised me. <laughs> but in all honesty, I look at the people who are out there, like, mm-hmm. like, like he bitched out Chris Christie. Now, Chris Christie might either try to be attorney general or VP candidate. Yeah, I don't think Chris Christie okay. could be the VP because they would class entirely too much. Maybe attorney general or something like that. Hmm? But, but I'm like, Chris Christie right now is definitely because he can't rerun for governor in New Jersey, and he is super hated in New Jersey. <laughs> like, he can't get, he can't uh, get I, shit there no more. But, wow. um, I, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I don't know who else Chris who Christie, uh. Who would be remotely respected? Because, you know, all these guys. You know, what I, you, you know what I think he'd do just on the ego trip? Offer it to Jeb Bush. I think that would have him lose. No, I, see, I don't I think that him, he I would. I don't. Th- wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Maybe. I don't think Jed Bush would would run with him. I think that would just be his way of rubbing his nose in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I can see him pulling a bully thing on on some of the cats who lost or whatever. But oh, he's definitely gonna. You know, do he's doing that already? I mean, he's already you know demanding that uh, Rubio drop out of the race. Oh yeah, I mean, there's there's all types of crazy stuff going on. But I look at him, and I just think he's the manifestation of the GOP's fuck-ups. And honestly, how a bunch of people are punks at the American people. Because ultimately, Trump is a punk. He can't take criticism from nobody. He can't even take real questions from nobody. But he knows how to rally up a bunch of, you know, idiot white bread mm-hmm. folks. And, you know, the, the few confused slash scared colored people who are, you know, soft-pedaling him and mm-hmm. what have you. 
I think in the general election, he's going to try to pseudo-soften his stance. And that's when I think the um, Democratic Party is going to come at him hard because he's given them all the fodder in the world. Now, is that going to matter? I don't know. Because, again, the American public, yo. I'm like, man, they they voted George W. Bush. You know, and then my thing is, what really good to me is they've they've shown how they'll just say whatever and put whoever in there. I mean, look at how George W. Bush, you know, got in there. So we know that they'll do, you know, whatever and and justify it. Uh, I don't know who Trump would, I've been sitting here trying to think of, like, seriously, who who he would, you know, pick as a VP. And I, I really can't see him picking any of those guys that were uh on the on the debate stage and and i mean they're, they're all just dropping out just just they're dropping just dropping out i mean ben carson dropped out and and you know there wasn't really much talk about that i think he kind of dropped out maybe a while ago and just made it official and ben ben carson was just grifting you know he <laughs> knew that he'd be the good the quote-unquote good black dude Mm-hmm. Talked all that delusional nonsense for a minute, and then you what? know Trump. Then Trump got into high gear, and um, that was that. Would it surprise me if he asked Carson? Not really, because they would they would on the surface think it was a strategic move, and then Carson talked mm-hmm. that. And, I mean, I don't know people really, but I'm like he he talks pseudo god nonsense to me, so that mm-hmm. might get you know a certain crowd, and then they could be like we Ooh. have our we got our Negro too. And Carson's mm-hmm. also docile as all get out. So mm-hmm. that may work, but I don't know, man. I mean, right now, I'm not even tripping. I'm like, Trump's going to get the nomination. If he doesn't get the nomination, there's no other better option, quite frankly. They don't it's, have an option. I mean, what is I mean, Mitt Romney? Are you kidding me? I mean, Romney, that, that shit ain't happening. <laughs> ain't nobody going to back up no Mitt Romney for no broken <laughs> You know it. If, if they don't want their party to, to to fall the hell apart, they're not going to back up the loser who ran beforehand. And they have yeah. all types of evidence on. Um, freaking. They Ted really Cruz don't have a, anyone. Ted Cruz looks like Gargamel, and he's a horrible human being on the inside, too. <laughs> Rubio doesn't have, they don't have anyone. votes, you know, for his type of thing. And while he might have been the one who they could have tried to push something away, he's still a little too crazy. Jeb just seemed to be like, fuck it, I even feel like being bothered. I doubt he really tried to do some cool shit unless he was just being ultra petty. Or his family told him to be ultra petty. Kasich has enough nonsense on him from Ohio. I don't necessarily know if they would mm-hmm. put him on the, on the, in the mix or not. Cause he's I really could see maybe, maybe. I think he's like, out of all of them, I think he's the closest one. I think that if he had to select from one of them, and if not one of them, then who? I mean, who is he going to get? Some Jersey mob guy? Trump's a nut, man. Like, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if he were to tell, like, Amorosa's going to be my VP. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, that, like, I think right now he's already an egotistical dude. All this nonsense. Because, like, he, he, like he, he knew his prey. I'll give him credit for that as much as I think he's a horrible human being. He mm-hmm. knew this was the time to hop into the GOP. The GOP ain't had their own mess together. Then you had 90 billion candidates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he knows the public. I'm a loud, rich white man who can talk like a fifth grader. 
to morons of the majority of this country who just want to be there like make america great again this is bad this is sad i mean my man <laughs> my man made dick jokes during like a, a, yes. freaking, a, a, a gop um joint debate yes debate, and that yeah. was a for i know that it had to be historic like i had to sit here i'm like you're talking about your dick during a campaign like <laughs> well my hands are small something else they need i'm like what <laughs> what is going on <laughs> You know, but then when exactly. he's having all them rallies and he um repeated that that you know that one person said that you know Cruz was a pussy, he repeated that aloud and all this other mess. I'm just saying, like, you know what? It's just horrible political performance art that the GOP set themselves up for. And as much as I think a lot of this is bullshit and it's going to ultimately end up hurting people, I'm like, if this isn't a sign that our system is messed up, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, it's a sign. I, I don't know what to tell you. If you look at this, you that they're like, this is completely sane. I'm like, this is the craziest crap I literally have ever seen in my entire life or something. And the first time I voted was during, you know, the Bush Gore time. That was my mm-hmm. first presidential election I participated in. Oh, riding, wow. Yeah, because I remember I was up late. Cause it was my, what was my senior year? I was writing a term paper. And I was like up late, and they were just there, like, "Oh, it looks like it's projected that Gore one." I was like, "Oh, cool, all right, whatever." Go to sleep, wake up. We don't know who to what. Like, what the fuck you mean? You don't know who won? Is that how it even works? Mm-hmm. They would have been like, yeah. uh, "So right from the gate, political corruption has been a part of." Man, what they life. started with the whole: Do we count the votes? Do we not count the votes? And what's a hanging chad? And I'm like, are you serious? You it's know, like, watching them do that was like watching a third world country. You know what I'm saying? Like, seriously. Like, the funny thing is, like, we all know this has game elements to it to a degree. Trump is just letting it all out. I mean, the joint from yesterday, I'm just there like, my man is talking about his companies during half of his speech where he talked about he wanted to stay in the coffee. He has Trump water, steaks and other bullshit, and he's waving around mm-hmm. talking shit. I'm like, if this wasn't my country... I would be like, that's still fucked up, but this is kind of hilarious right now. Because in a dark humor way, it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, look at this bullshit that's happening right now. Oh, my God. You know, y'all are mad at Michelle Obama sh- has toned arms. Mm-hmm. But his wife has everything out back in the day. Who, who? Oh, God, that's Barbara Compost lady. I don't even know what, what to say. Oh, yeah, I, I remember her. Oh, um, you know what I'm saying? We were watching... Trump's uh, Michigan victory speech, and he was up there just slinging everything. Trump steaks, Trump wine, the water. Yeah. I'm like, it's straight up product placement. Like, seriously, he had the stuff actually there, like the display of, of all of this stuff. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, he's a great sideshow barker. He's a great performer. <laughs> he knows how to use the media to a T. Both of his promotions oh, have been these, have, have, have been these news people like we need ratings. Let's interview mm-hmm. him or talk to him or wait till the next bit of crazy shit happens. And he knows how to make crazy shit happen. Yeah. Oh, he he you he know. knows how and he knows how to promote himself. You know when they come running. You know, and I was just like, he's promoting. Racism. I mean, he he was literally it it was an infomercial. I'm telling you. So like I saw that joint, I'm just telling like you got to be kidding me right now. Like every day, it's almost like every day I'm like this cat can't be more of a hot mess he pulls out something that's a hot mess like but at the same token i'm kind of happy he's running and on a certain level i'm kind of happy it's semi-successful because i'm like 
Look at all the races coming out. Look yep. at all the look at all the sellout coons yep. of yes. all colors coming out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Live in the living exactly. color. All these people who do all this bullshit at these um rallies. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? You're living in the internet age. You know that, right? You're gonna have a few really pissed off people. They're gonna find out who you are, where you work, where you live, and we all know. I kind of want everybody to have this stuff out there. Like, you endorse Trump? Good. Yes. Thank you for letting me know, because if, heaven forbid, he does get a nomination, I want him to get whooped by somebody. I don't want him to be a close loss. I want him to be a damn. That was by, like, 20 to 30 percentage points. Or more <laughs> loss. I want to have everybody who was cheering for that chump be embarrassed, and I want him to be embarrassed enough that it had to be quiet for a minute. Well, there's no reason to it. I don't want it to be 51 to 49 percent because that Bama will try to fight it. Oh yeah, and we won't. Have I, I, I think like he'll try regardless. Serious. I think he's just. I don't think he's gonna go away quietly. Like this thing right now, I just I just think he's a monster that the GOP created through their nonsense, and they they just mm-hmm. weren't prepared, and I, there's. And they ultimately want to win. Like, Trump is a horrible human being, but he's their horrible human being. Right. You know? And if it's between them getting to the White House and doing some nonsense or not getting to the White House, they're going to back him. And, again, unless it's a huge Oh, you know they're going to back him. Yeah. I mean, he's essentially pushing what they push, but he's just being loud about it. And I think they're more mad about him being loud about it. Yeah, and that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, they don't want the stuff out there like that. You know, that's the stuff they say amongst each other. Yeah, it's like, um, I think Saturday Night Live, they they had, um, they had a um, sketch where they were doing, um, the the debates. And they had, um, the joke with um, John Kerry talking about, we're the GOP. We hit our, we said our racism quietly quietly and politely. I was like, oh shit. (laughs) We can't, we can't have it like Trump, you know. And, I think that's the thing that makes this entire election terrible, because I look at this, I'm like, I don't expect the GOP to be shit. But it's like, they found a new way to be extra ain't shit. And then Hillary and Bernie, I'm just here like, y'all are doing your job. <laughs> now, granted, they might be trying to wait just to make sure before Trump goes in to go, you know, guns blazing. But I'm like, right now, because you see this horrible nonsense happening, if these people try to come out to vote in November, you need to have every vote of color that you can possibly get and you're not necessarily aiming for them right or you're alienating them by being stupid. Or or being arrogant, you know, because I'm, I'm going to tell you that Sanders has the... His, his supporters are horrible. I'm not saying all of them are, but a, a lot of them are. And they're going to be problematic for him. They're turning people away from him. Yeah, like the the Bernie bro thing is real. And I'm like, that's not going to help folks out. You know, mm-hmm. that's not going to help folks out at all. Like, while they're not like the, the clannish folk that Trump has, you can't mm-hmm. be the white liberal who's like, y'all darkies, shut up. We're going to tell you what's good for you. Exactly. Like that's not the way to go, and I think Bernie's to have more people telling them that and getting, you know, 
that notion in line where it's like truly like we all have to be in this joint together because quite frankly on policies like nobody is really killing it but i'm like if one had to choose i would choose bernie over clinton you know if i had mm-hmm. to choose the quote-unquote major parties and not probably end up doing what i'm going to do and vote for a third party you aren't too mm-hmm. assed out or whatever i would i just i would not vote for Hillary at all like i have no desire for None. a clinton like zero zip you know but bernie had to get his stuff together stuff together quick i'm like you gotta depend on more than cornell and killer mike oh you know what's crazy to me um spike lee and angela davis endorsed him and he's not he, he doesn't have them front and center I'm like amazed that, by that because when that, I saw Angela that's Davis how joined, completely, but see, that's what tells me how completely out of touch he is. It's like, dude, you got Spike and Angela, and you're running around here with Killer Mike. Really? I'm like for the indie vote alone. Killer Mike I'm and like, D-Way. Yeah, and I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, like y'all gotta do. Y'all got to do a little more, you know, because even with these caucuses right now, you still got what to me is an absurd amount of black people voting for Hillary. Yes, I can't believe it. Like, like, like my mom is like, I'd vote for Bernie Sanders right now over Hillary. <laughs> and, you know, he's like, he decides, like, he talks, like, like, he makes more sense. And I'm like, on a lot of levels, he does, but he needs to have people push that to other folks who aren't just being there like, oh, well, I know what a Clinton is. I don't know what a Sanders mm-hmm. is. Right. And when I do t- talk about Sanders, a whole bunch of white dudes and chicks talk about why Sanders is supposed to be my my old man Jesus and, and fuck that, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, like you can't have that type of thing going on and think everything's going to be all good because we all know what Clinton is. And while I'd rather deal with the devil I know, per se, how about not dealing mm-hmm. with them at all? <laughs> you know? Right. When do we get to that point? But that means a whole lot of people had to change their entire mindset. Like, for me, like, in the next like in the next two weeks, I'm interviewing some third-party party candidates or mm-hmm. whatever. And because I want to have people hear other viewpoints, because I'm like, you're not really hearing too much at all, even from the mainstream media, about anybody but Trump. You need to hear right. about other people and know about other things to know whether you agree or disagree with certain stuff. I don't the way even our know system is, the, we only hear the other two people, and that's it. I don't even know who the third party candidate is. Do you? Um, for the Green Party, I think Jill Stein's doing it. Okay. And um, I got Skolnick and somebody else for the um, Socialist Party that I'm interviewing them in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And another, the other socialist cats have some other folks running, but see, our major media never hypes up a third party candidate unless you have a rack of money. Like we haven't really heard about a third party candidate since Perot. That's mm-hmm. when he had like that was literally billionaire running on his own, and he was ha- and right. he had to push his own you know stuff because they wouldn't really let him on any real debate or whatever. And yeah, I remember. Kind of, yeah, man. Which God, that's a long fucking time ago too. <laughs> but um, yeah, like um. Our system itself doesn't really try to even have third-party candidates represent um, at these um, debates, and that's a whole other jacked-up situation. And whatever, I think you have to get, I mean, I think even to get matching funds for your party, if anybody runs that certain stuff in the future, you got to get, I think, like 5% of the vote. Mm-hmm. 
And usually most cats don't get that. But that's because nobody knows their stuff. Exactly. And no one knows their stuff. No one knows who they are. Like, I, I didn't even know, you know, who they were. And, like, what kills me with their type of stuff is, I'm like, a lot of stuff that you see people, like, bite up bits and pieces of, even with third parties, like, I'm not down for, like, libertarians or whatever have you, you'll have other parties take little bits of their stuff, but they won't really go hard like the other folks do. And with third parties, you usually see them represent more on local level, which is another reason why I'm like, people should vote because they need to vote on local shit, you know. Then, um, state, or, well, definitely not federal. Very rarely we get a federal. I mean, but Bernie was the only independent guy until he ran for president. Mm-hmm. And what have you. Like, that might be a whole other thing. I think, you know, black folks generally need to try to shift to us, you know, reestablishing their, their base of power. Like, we should be guaranteed votes for Democrats. Right. That has you to know. change. Like, we had people get mad at us with last week's show, because I'm like, these cats need to earn our vote. Why are we supposed to be a guarantee? I'm like, why are you mad about that? Yeah. Everybody else I mean, get, mad, gets to be a constituency, hostile, like, 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 wild, hostile, and hot about it. So they're like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to worship Bernie or Hillary. You need to earn my fucking vote. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's going to be in comparison to Trump, sure, but I shouldn't have had to be there like, well, I guess I'll eat this piece of stale bread compared to the moldy one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she needs to give me something. Mm-hmm. That's worth it. It should just be like, well, Negroes come over here again because you know mm-hmm. they're too crazy. You know, it's like what else you had to offer besides not being too crazy? I mean, I look at it like this: being given the opportunity, be- I mean, the uh, option between uh, uh, getting shot in the face and getting shot in the back of the head. Pretty much, like, well, this part, you might still be able to walk if you get shot here. <laughs> but if you get shot in the uh, other place, you might not be able to see. It's like, um... Exactly. Hmm. Well, you get shot so in the arm, it and it might not get to. decapitated. Or you can get shot in your foot and might not be able to walk. Oh. Mm-hmm. And your riding arm, too, so let's make sure that right. there's no stuff going on. <laughs> like, this is not cool, you know? But... I think because on certain levels black America had to deal with so much, maybe people aren't at that point of con- even trying to concentrate on hearing other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you got to become a diehard communist, socialist, anarchist, or whatever. That's your Steve. That's your Steve. But you kind of got to know what the hell that is. You know, what is that? What does this represent? How is it different? How could it be for justice ultimately for you and others? Because for me, the vote still has power because nobody would try to block our vote if it didn't. Besides the fact that lots of people died for it and all that type of stuff, if our vote mm-hmm. meant absolutely nothing, not saying it's the most powerful thing, but if it meant nothing, they wouldn't care if black people went out and voted. I think it, we just have to be strategic about it, you know, and I don't think that, you know, voting is simply just casting a ballot. I mean, you can go about it in different ways. You can you know, protest and use your vote as, 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 as or you know, as part of protest. Um, you can make um, so many statements, you know what I'm saying, by, by being, you know, more... I, we've got to get to a point where um, we get something back. That's the bottom line. 
you know, that we get something back, that our, our votes are, are uh, we're, we're compensated for our votes. You know, that, that they have game plans, you know, when they come to us and solicit our votes, that they're not just coming and, and whipping and naming, you know, that they are, they've actually set and put some thought into, you know, um, our situation. I mean, you go to people and, and you don't even, uh, you haven't researched their situation. I mean, just the mere fact that Hillary told, you know, the act, Black Lives Matter activists to go create a plan, it's like they have to create a plan. But you're supposed to have a plan. What are you going to do? Since you're so conscious and aware of what the problem is, what is your plan for a solution? And you know, and, and the plan for a solution, the plan for a solution can't be to ask me to go create a plan for you. And that's a whole other thing with Hillary. I'm just like, yo, like, yo, you're just, you're just being wild, unlikable right now. You're like, you're not even. See, I think people just see through her. She's so just, even you know, fake. And it, it's almost like she feels she has this wrapped up. You like, know, that's how she acts. So, Well, that's what that's the thing. Like, people expect the black vote no matter what. Like, if we are talking about hanging you or beating you with, with sticks, you're a total mm-hmm. for a Democrat. And right. I'm like, you should want more than just that. I mean, of course, I'm going to think you're ill in, mentally and otherwise if you vote for Trump. You know what I'm saying? If nobody's threatening oh, you know, your life and your family's life. But mm-hmm. you need to have more than that. Like, you can't have people just there like, hey, what's up with the super predators thing? And you ignore folks. You can have people, like, however you feel about Black Lives Matter, hey, man, we need a plan so people don't get beat upside the head. Well, where's your plan? You're the politician. Where's your exactly. plan? You That's can tell your job. Exactly. You know? I mean, if we got to come up with the plan, then you need to step down. We need someone who knows, you know, this is their job. You're the person that's in office. You know the budget. You know how the, how the, the system works. You know, um, how are you going to tell us to write the plan? You know, like we, we, that isn't our job. You know, we don't know all the ins and outs of, of, of writing a plan or, or how to get it financed or, you know, what resources they have available. You know, how, how are we supposed to know that? And this is the thing with both Bernie and Hillary to me where I think Bernie's a little more susceptible to actually listening. And doing other stuff, but it's still like, y'all need to have this stuff together because this is the stuff that one of the constituencies you're going to really need to get to a certain mm-hmm. point. They're going to want to know this stuff. It's like, Bernie is almost too you to talking in generalities, where I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think he has a bad mindset or anything, or is genuine and actually willing to help, but it's like, you need to be able to break this stuff down to those folks that you need. You can't just be like, we need more jobs, we need more other stuff. It's like, yeah, we need that, but we also mm-hmm. have these really big issues here that tend to affect us more. How is that going to help us out? Like, the vote shouldn't end up having to be, which, heaven forbid, it might end up being that type of stampede, anything but Trump. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. Like, the the best case scenario is there'll be a split vote if Trump runs independently and there's a local convention, but I don't think that's just going to happen. I don't, I don't know, man, because they've, they've shown me they're just really willing to, to do whatever. You know, so I, I, I don't even, I don't think there's any line that they won't cross. See, that's why I think they'll hold on to them. Because ultimately, they're going to probably want things to be more quiet 
and you know just hear him in in a, in a back room say i'll do this stuff and i'll i'll semi-behave like, because if they do a broker convention, Trump has the ego and enough money resources, I bet, at least mm-hmm. for a little while, that, like, he'll, he'll, he would run independently out of spite. He would not go away quietly. <laughs> no, he's like, not going away quietly. Like, like, he would probably first That's try to sue That's not going to happen. He'll probably first try to sue him, then he'll, like, make up some Trump party or some nonsense, which would be the only good thing to me that would happen, because that would cripple the GOP factor in its current form. But they at least had to pretend to care about people at large. And unless, like, Hillary or Bernie would literally shit the bed, which I hate to say it, who knows, they could, you know, one of them would probably get up in there and be a better option than, I don't know, Cruz Rubio versus Trump and some other loon. <laughs> and, um, whatever else, you know. But... At this juncture, I'm just here, like, I'm just watching the, the horrible political sideshow, and... Yeah, slow-moving train wreck. Hoping I don't have to go through the session again in a hard mm-hmm. way, and that's... That's about it. I mean, ultimately, I'm just like, the American people are very stupid, and very prejudiced and racist in huge numbers, which we already knew, but... Yes, we did, by experience. You know, yeah, by, by life experience, much less observance, <laughs> you know. And you just gotta look at this stuff like, well, this is a reflection of you, because all we want to do is live our lives and be peaceful. Y'all don't know how to deal with any kind of struggle. And now you have a little taste of it, and everybody betrayed you, you just went idiocracy on everybody. And they're going for this dude that looks like a rotten sweet potato, just because. And, well... You get to see what's what, you know. I just want to have all you people who co-sign them when this dude loses, mm-hmm. which I hope does happen. I just want to see all y'all try to backtrack later. It's, we can just be there like, nope, we got receipts. <laughs> it's going to be a, a sideshow from here until November and probably all the way to January 2017. I mean, literally, unless Trump gets his ass whooped, we're going to have problems. That's why I just wanted to be a thorough beating where it's like, look, bruh, you lost like 50 to like 50 to like 35. 27. Okay. You know, or or worse. I wouldn't mind if it was worse. And it was just mad independent voting for somebody else. Everybody voted for folks but you. So leave us alone. GOP, if you're remotely intelligent. Leave this bullshit alone. At least be crafty with it if you're going to try to pull it out again. Because you're really lost. Let us just live our lives. <laughs> you know, pass some laws that make us be screwed with a whole lot less, if at all. And, and we'll be cool. Because somebody had to learn a lesson. Because for me, with the GOP, I'm like, yo, y'all do know that whatever way it goes, you're on a hard countdown to to ending. You're about to be the wig party. <laughs> the wig party. I'm just hoping that nothing worse comes from that. Because right now, they, they know they're boned. Unless they got the illest plan that none of us know, they're screwed. Oh, most definitely. Like, it, like, a whole bunch of the world is looking at these folks like, man, what? We've dealt with crazy America. Y'all are super crazy America. And well, it's about to be super crazy America on steroids. Yeah. 
And mm-hmm. I think ultimately even the world doesn't want President Trump. And I think <laughs> the only way if somebody in GOP does have a backbone and some balls, they're going to have to have, like, I don't know who they would have to come out for a broker convention, like, what, Colin Powell or somebody. Yeah, now if they can do that, they may have a shot. But um, I don't see that happening. And he's actually said something in the past about um, – I don't know if he specifically named Trump. I, I bookmarked this, and I have to go to it, but he was definitely uh, criticizing the party and where it is today. Yeah, I'm about to say, Colin Powell, he wasn't down for certain stuff beforehand. I mean, he pushed some of that war foolishness, you know, and that wasn't cool. But when it came down to certain stuff, he was just there like, nah, dude. Y'all could talk this other stuff. You're not taking this affirmative action business. And some of this other goofiness, absolutely the freak not. No. No, 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 no. You know? So, I mean, it would have to be like a miracle thing. It would be like Colin Powell and, and Reagan resurrected or something. I, I don't know who they'd be able to get away with to have the Trump cats, like, shut up. So, I mean, who who are, yeah, who are they going to run? I, I don't think they have anyone. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here Condoleezza, trying to think. Maybe? I don't. Who? Condoleezza Rice, maybe? No, because I I think what Trump did well, is is like it. he he really uh, awakened that element within the movement, and you're not going to be able to put that genie back in the bottle. Yeah, I'm like I don't know what white man they'd be able to have run that people want to like run away screaming from. But who knows? Maybe he'll like have Tom Brady be his VP. I don't fucking know. It's all stupid right now. At this junction, next to nothing would surprise me. Like, unless he, like, resurrects Hitler or something. I'm like, um, I don't know. <laughs> well, grab your popcorn. That's all it is literally every day right now with this stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm glad Ben Carter's not being embarrassed anymore. That's mm-hmm. my thing. I'm just like, dude, you're told to be, you know, the guy with the gifted hands, not a fool. <laughs> Uh, you know, um, it's just a reality show. You know, I was talking to someone and I think it was one of the debates or or one of the the victory speeches after a caucus or something. And they they were just like, they they thought, like, is this a Saturday Night Live skit? You know, like you're watching this, like, is this real? This is real. And it's real. Yes, and it's wildly <laughs> disappointing when you look at all this stuff. But hey, man, it's gonna be a ride. That's all. Like all of life, it's gonna be a ride. <laughs> a roller coaster. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, man, we got some good um interviewing and stuff. Really got to thank you for this. Oh wow, thank you for having me. Wow, I, I, I'm just thinking about all the different things that we covered, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens, when, what transpires from this point. Oh, yeah, no question at all. I am definitely, um, I'm looking forward to the responses, because we talked about a lot of things, to say the least. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the next few months to year is going to be fascinating, and I hope with the stuff that we've talked about and predicted, the better stuff happens than the... Ah, uh, God damn it! We're right about the wrong thing again. I don't want to be the black Cassandra predicting garbage. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be right. I. I really don't want to be right. I've been right by about so many things, 
you know, and I don't take any joy or anything in that. It isn't a, ooh, I'm right type situation. It's pretty much trying to have, you know, foresight, you know, to see um, or to be able to predict, you know, certain things so that we can prevent them, you know, not so that we go through them, you know. So um, I'm really, really hoping that, you know, a lot of what I think will happen won't. Yeah, I mean, I think people are starting to get wise. I think more people are going to learn from it than, like, just get embittered and say, screw it. Right. On certain stuff. But, um, yes, it's going to be an interesting ride, man, because I think a lot more information and or propaganda and or tactics are going to come up from multiple planes. Mm-hmm. And, um... I agree. Yeah, it's it's gonna unfold in front of us live and live in color. If nothing else, that's what the internet does for the mass. Twenty four right seven exactly. You know. Twenty four so. seven, three sixty five, it never stops. No question. I hope more people just get helped out than hurt. But yeah, y'all got yourself a nice chunk of interview for the <laughs> Box Radio broadcast and um all the wonderful stuff that we do so you're gonna have a nice bit of extra content this week and again thank you um uh, b-girl for interviewing with us and all of that cool stuff um folks can Thanks check for out having me. no problem and um as i said beforehand folks through the um interview notes can check out all the great sites and activities and stuff that she does definitely check them all out definitely join those facebook pages you will get all kinds of info, and as you've heard throughout this interview, we can talk about serious stuff, and we can talk about crazy stuff, too. We can talk about music stuff, <laughs> and, you know, our music revolution, everything in between, you know. Everything. People, well, you know, it could be lots of good quality business. And you can always check us out at the Fusebox Radio broadcast at our official website, FuseboxRadioOnline.com. F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-N-L-I-N-E.com, or FuseboxRadio.com. You can check it out through all of your favorite um, podcast services. And if you dig what we do, please definitely give us a four or five star review at those sites such as iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, um, Podcast Addict, and plenty more. Our personal blog site is blackradiowithback.com. And yep, sit back and enjoy us each and every day weekly, bringing the balance back to black radio to the masses with great news, commentary, and interviews and of course the dope music mixes all right peace you can listen to the fuse box radio broadcast via itunes stitcher tune in radio podcast attic and your other favorite podcast players check out the fuse box radio's official website for our latest episodes events and more at fuseboxradioonline.com you can also visit us on facebook at facebook.com slash fuseboxradioshow radio show twitter at twitter.com slash fusebox radio and instagram at instagram.com slash fusebox radio feel free to contact us at fusebox radio at gmail.com to submit music for airplay consideration 